millions of people every day are reaping the health benefits of using cannabis oil, also known as CBD. This new product derived from hemp has fascinated doctors and scientists around the world for its powerful effects on the human body. If you are in need of alternative methods for health empowerment, please visit www.naturalhempoil.com. That's naturalhempoil.com. CBD is now legal in over 40 states, and our products are non-psychoactive and contain less than 0.3% THC levels. We also offer products for household pets. Naturalhempoil.com does not claim to treat cancer, PTSD, epilepsy, anxiety, insomnia, joint pain, eczema, or any chronic condition that you may have been diagnosed with. Please consult with a doctor before you take CBD. Results may vary, so give our natural CBD a try at www.naturalhempoil.com. That's naturalhempoil.com. Visit naturalhempoil.com. That's naturalhempoil.com. When it comes to stubborn belly fat, we're all searching for a miracle pill. Generally, you have to use multiple products that target belly fat differently to manage excess weight around the stomach. Some products may focus on abdominal exercises or dietary changes, while others might focus on boosting metabolism or controlling cravings. But believe it or not, I may have found a solution that removes the need for juggling through multiple weight management products. It's called Belly Trim, and it's more effective at targeting belly fat, enhancing metabolism, and promoting a toned midsection better than most weight management products I've seen typically found on store shelves. Tens of thousands of five-star reviews back up the notion that Belly Trim is not only a breakthrough in a bottle, but that it also removes the need for us to use countless diet pills and fat-burning supplements. But there's more. If you place your order for Belly Trim now, you'll also receive 51% off free VIP live health and fitness coaching for life, two free new ebooks titled Top 10 Foods That Burn Belly Fat, and Top 10 Exercises to Reduce Belly Fat, a 60-day satisfaction guarantee, and last but not least, free shipping. Simply go to www.trimwithus.com. That's www.trimwithus.com to take advantage of this limited-time deal before they sell out. Once again, that's www.trimwithus.com. Order now. Energy bills are rising at a historic rate, and there's no end in sight. Talk to enough people, and you'll soon realize nearly everyone's shocked at their recent electricity bills. Some studies reveal energy costs have skyrocketed by as high as 60% in as little as two years. That's why tens of thousands are installing this magical little device from SavePowerBills.com to help slash their energy bills. This sophisticated gadget stabilizes electrical currents, reduces dirty electricity, and helps protect your appliances and electronics. Simply plug it into your home wall outlet to help lower energy consumption and ultimately help reduce your power bills every month. Countless five-star reviews back up the notion that this device is one of the most efficient ways to save money while beating the greedy power companies. But there's more. If you order now, you'll also receive 65% off, fast shipping within the USA, hassle-free returns, and last but not least, a 60-day satisfaction guarantee. Just go to SavePowerBills.com to take advantage of this limited-time deal before they sell out. Once again, that's SavePowerBills.com. Violent crime across the U.S. has skyrocketed. Just recently, a politician was carjacked by three armed attackers outside his home in Washington, D.C. This comes several months after another politician was assaulted in the elevator of her building. Between mass shootings, kidnappings, burglaries, and carjackings, it's never been more vital to learn how to protect yourself. This is why tens of thousands are choosing the Fighter Flare Flashlight. The Fighter Flare Flashlight has awed people with a wonderful design and massive light output. On top of an ultra-bright 800-lumen light, it boasts powerful strobe lighting modes for self-defense, a glass breaking hammer, a built-in power bank, solar-powered recharging, rope cutter, siren, and much more. Countless five-star reviews back up the notion that this flashlight is the latest and greatest in the EDC market. But there's more. If you place your order for the Fighter Flare flashlight now, you'll also receive 66% off, free express shipping, and last but not least, a 100% lifetime guaranteed replacement. Simply go to www.fighterflare.com to take advantage of this limited-time deal before they sell out. 
www.fighterflare.com. Order now. Something wicked is coming this way, and only fools are ignoring the signs. So it's time you became a financial prepper like thousands of others. Gold can travel anywhere. It's international. It's its own currency. Allocate to gold now, the timeless safe haven asset. Open an IRA with noble gold investments to physically hold coins and bars and let real, tangible gold, not just paper, save your portfolio as the economy burns again. Right now, Noble Gold Investments offers a free 3-ounce silver American virtue coin with every qualified IRA. Just use the promo code code GOLD to claim your free coin and secure your family's financial future. Go to noblegoldinvestments.com now. noblegoldinvestments.com This performance may not be indicative of future results. Investing in precious metals, including gold, involves risks. Consult with your tax attorney or financial professional before making an investment decision. RPN is not responsible for the views, actions, statements, or opinions of its guests, advertisers, or even its viewers. The information contained in this program is not to be confused with medical or legal advice. An appearance on this platform is not necessarily an endorsement. But as always, we encourage you to do your own research. Enjoy the show. Muffin, come on. everyone you're listening to red pill 78 as always my name is zach payne the corruption detector and this is another exciting edition of red pill news for friday night live stream as you guys know i love to highlight the efforts of patriots and anons all across america working in their local areas to try to take back the power and return it to we the people. And tonight is no exception. Tonight I'm joined by Aubrey Sees, one of the founders of Taking Back Texas. Taking Back Texas is a citizens education and advocacy group, obviously in the state of Texas. They are training people, teaching them how to get involved, watch our elections, and so much more. So we're going to have a great conversation tonight. We're going to hear about Aubrey's history, how she got started, what Taking Back Texas is doing, and maybe give you guys some ideas that you can use yourself in your own home, city, county, state, etc. If you wouldn't mind, make sure you hit that like button. Make sure you hit the share button as well. Twitter, Truth Social, etc. All right, sit back, relax, grab your popcorn, and we're going to be right back after this. All right, welcome back. Thank you so much to everyone for joining us tonight. And please join me in welcoming our guest for this evening, Miss Aubrey Sees from Taking Back Texas. Aubrey, how are you tonight? I'm great. How are you doing? Excellent. Thank you again for being here. Uh, just quickly, I want to address a comment that I see out there over on Rumble. Lonely German says, what or where is the new California movement? Are they getting it separated? 
Yes, New California is still taking place. Uh, they have an ongoing effort that they're working to uh, split off New California as the 51st state. Uh, I think it's probably about time that we have Paul Preston back on for another interview and we'll get the details on where they're at. But fear not, it's still happening. And uh, in the near future, we will have 51 states here in the United States of America. Ari, what do you think about uh, Texas seceding or uh, becoming a new state outside of the one that you have right there? Oh, yeah. So, yeah, if we secede, I suppose, uh, you know, we'd be our own country again. Yeah. Yeah. Um, well, you know, I don't hate the idea, but uh, we're not. This is my this is my position. And I think we can I can go ahead and say this is the official position of taking back Texas is we're not quite there yet. Yeah. But that is a, a, a saber rattler. You know, yeah, it's it's always on the table. <laughs> I was going to say, I mean, the reason I bring it up is because it's always something that I feel is kind of being discussed in the background. You know, I mean, I think that Texas is is a, a vital part of the United States of America. It would be a, a tremendous loss if we were to lose you guys. But uh, the I guess maybe now the former residents of California are hoping to thwart any future efforts that Texas might take uh, to preserve that freedom and liberty that you guys are so famous for. We were talking before the show about the uh, the kind of uh, liberal bent that uh, is uh, is taking place in Austin, because I know a lot of people have left California moving to places like Austin. I don't know if they are settling in any other places in the state, but. If they stay localized, I feel like maybe it's a little bit easier to kind of control the stop the rot from spreading, I guess, if you will. But um, what do you think about that? I mean, is uh, is Texas in danger uh, as a result of all the California evacuees? Yeah, we're in danger from people that were born here and don't know any different and have been convinced that our way of life is a problem. Um, They have no idea how bad the economy is in every other state. They have no idea um, how 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 limited other states actually, you know, how they, they actually bind their people's rights. And it's they they violate the Constitution regularly. And that we're in danger of that becoming a reality here. It's more and more reality. We have the lockdowns, too. Mm-hmm. That was the weirdest stuff for us. That was super weird for people from California that live here. They were like, what's your problem? We had to deal with a lot of that. People like kind of transplants come in here and being like, just do, just do it. What's your problem? Right. Um, and that's just not like how a lot of Texans think. That's not how a lot of conservatives think. That's how a lot of leftists think. So yeah, um, we're in danger of, of going purple or blue and the, the metropolitan areas have on paper turned blue. So, and, um, they've got, they've got to flip those. They need Tarrant County in particular. They took Dallas, they took Harris, uh, they can keep Harris. Uh, they took <laughs> Travis County. Um, they're trying to take some of the West Texas counties, too. Uh, but Tarrant County has been a conservative stronghold for a long time, and it's not so easy to flip. They're, they're trying, though. They're trying. So what was it that uh, inspired you to start taking back Texas? The masks. I'm not sure how good any of y'all's cameras are, but um, <clears throat> they, I mean, so I have a daughter, and they put masks on my child. They put masks on me. Then they shut down her school, so I couldn't even work. And then if I had to go, if I wanted to go out anywhere, I had to wear the masks. They made her wear the masks when she came back to school. They separated her and her friends. And so before I started politics, we were going after the school boards. And when we first started, me and a couple of their moms first started going to the school boards here locally, we were some of the only people there. Now, 
they're packed. We, I don't have to do anything to the school boards. Like all the, all the moms are awake around here. So if there's an issue, I mean, our school boards are packed, but, um, so we were working on that for a while, uh, but it became pretty clear that, you know, and then after the, the, uh, the election in in 2020, that, that was, I was just like, all right, they're so bold. This is going to be so bold about it at this point. You know, I've been into politics for a long time and watching, watching things for a long time. Uh, so the 2020 election really, it's like kind of like the cherry on top, right? Sure. Um, but I have scars on my face from the masks. Really? And yeah, and it's my my skin had a horrible reaction to them. We switched the detergent we were using to wash with the cloth masks. So then, and, and I switched to the um, disposable ones. My skin did not like wearing them. I worked in a restaurant, a greasy restaurant, okay, for like eight hours a day. Sure. I didn't have even two days off in a row. You don't. That's just not something that happens in the restaurant. You'll have one day off, and then you work for three days, and then you have another day off. It's you hardly ever get two days off when you're working full time in a restaurant. So before they sh- they closed the school down, and I couldn't work. I had to, you know, wear the masks, and it was bad. I also worked at a farmer's market on the weekends, and that's early in the morning, all through the hottest part of the day. And we had to wear masks outside in Texas. They were making us do that if we wanted to work. That's so So, crazy. It almost seems like a different world, doesn't it? I mean, like, I, I, you know, I'm down here in Florida. Uh, You very rarely see somebody wearing a mask. And when you do, like, they've probably got like a bottle of hand sanitizer and they're not trying to get anywhere near you. So, you know, it's really not that big of a deal. But, you know, in Michigan, where I'm from, it was it was like uh, like I don't know. It was like this Orwellian state that we were living in, like they were telling people not to go outside. Everybody remained in their homes. Uh, You had signs on the doors of every business and every single person that you saw was wearing a mask. It was really surreal. But to imagine that time, I mean, it feels like it's worlds away at this point. It felt weird then. I mean, we all felt weird then. We were wigged out. But, yeah. you know, and but it, they caught us all by surprise. So, um, honestly, it's just – and it, it still gets me every day when I look in the mirror and I see that I've, I've got scars, you know, from, from, from where my skin would not stop. It was just inflamed. Right, and it, right. just, wouldn't, it just wouldn't heal. And um, – so it was really rough. I actually did catch COVID too. Um, my symptoms were very mild, except I lost my sense of taste and smell, yeah. which was horrible, which was, I, that was very depressing actually. Yeah, me too. Um, but it eventually came back, you know, it came back, but I had a cough for like eight months after that. Wow. It would, the cough would not go away. I didn't have any other symptoms. I didn't feel bad, but it was so bad. And I, my original YouTube channel for taking back Texas had like 500 subs, not very many. Um, but in every, almost every video that I'm, that I filmed and I would just screen record stuff like bills. I would read stuff, you know, I'd be sarcastic, Yeah. Uh, but you could hear me. I had to take, I had to take breaths, like deep breaths and cough like every couple of seconds, um, for eight months. So something really got me and and it, I think it was COVID. I do believe COVID's a real thing. Mm-hmm. Uh, they made that shit and they released that shit and yep. they may have tried to frame China for it too. I don't you know. I, I've got a couple of different routes that I take with that theory, but my focus is the elections. Um, COVID did mess with me and the masks gave me scars. I didn't want my daughter to ever have to deal with this. Like this is bullshit. This yeah. I literally have scars from fucking tyranny. And I don't like to brag about it. I don't like to point them out. Usually this is one of the first times that I've actually said that, like I, it's kind of embarrassing, especially for a girl. And I used to get complimented on my skin all the time, all the time. Well, I mean, I just, you know, just if it makes you feel any better, I, I mean, I, I wouldn't have ever thought that you had some lasting physical repercussions from it. So 
It's I don't. It's it's you not. Can see it's, them, they're noticeable in person, um, okay. but people are kind. You know, people are kind, and they don't comment on stuff. But it, but they're noticeable, and it's something that I've had to really like, like, like psych myself out of being super self conscious about it. And you sure. know, the compliments on my skin have totally dried up, and it's noticeable for me, very noticeable. But you know, it sounds kind of petty, but I didn't want my daughter to deal with it. And then after the twenty twenty election, I said, "Oh, here we go." Like if if. If, if if that happened while Trump was president, mm-hmm. I don't want to know what's going to happen while Biden's acting president. Well, he's pretending. Okay. Yeah. Well, he's playing president. So. Well, I mean, we're living in that hellscape right now. I mean, I, I don't know that anybody really believed that they could send us off the cliff so quickly, but that's exactly what they've done. I, I mean, it, what happened under Trump? All of the actions of the federal administrative state, the deep state, everything they were doing to stop his ascension to create the America that we wanted uh, is just been quadrupled under Joe Biden. The uh, the efforts that they've made to destroy America have really sped up. And, uh, you know, it's it's uh, it's been fascinating to watch. For a couple of reasons. First of all, just because I think that, uh, for, you know, for me, I'm, I was born in 1978. Uh, I lived through the fall of the Berlin Wall. I saw the uh, the fall of communism. I, I saw China opening up. You know, I saw the world changing in a good way, as it appeared at that mm-hmm. time. You know, I saw, you know, progress in a positive sense, uh, both here in America and abroad. And then I watched as it all crumbled. And I never thought in my wildest dreams, that this country would be in the position that it is now. But it has been a tremendously eye-opening experience, not only for me, but I think for many, many people out there. And for someone like you, it's caused you to stand up and say, hell no, enough is enough. Yeah. And, you know, I mean, I, and so I, I was born in 89, so I'm I'm a little younger. I was in um, seventh grade when um, 9-11 happened, and we watched it live. We always had the news on in seventh grade. So we yeah. saw that, 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 that messed with me, I, you know. Um, and then, but when we shifted, when I shifted to elections, it was after the 2020 election when I looked, <laughs> again, we've been into politics for a while. So mm-hmm. um, the 2020 election, my, my friends and I were, were watching that one and um real closely and there's a there's some channels we'll show you like the especially some in texas they'll show you the different counties that are reporting in sure and uh yeah and tarrant county conservative stronghold uh reported in for joe biden and is, is tarrant yeah. county the county where that former dominion executive worked was that the yes yes yeah, but, he's not, okay. but he's not he wasn't former dominion he was um smartmatic in venezuela okay. uh, i apologize yeah. smartmatic yes yes well you know right. it's it's a bit of an incestuous uh area isn't it you know i mean like they all kind of bleed into each other but yeah important distinction i well i i, I agree with you it's a bit incestuous um but then that's because you know when the government comes in and tells you your your company is too big, you need to sell half your company to this similar company, yeah. and so that so they all have technology. They do have technology in common because they've sold off, they've changed names and changed entities, and have been busted up and have sold off all their different parts. So for them to even feign shock that we're mm-hmm. suggesting that they have software and, and hardware in common is fucking hilarious. Yes. But yeah, his yes. his name is Hyder. Um, I, I think I think I think we're friends now. I think we're I think he and I are nearly friends. <laughs> really? Well, Maybe, just just yeah. from having like daily interactions with him. I mean, he, has he softened or are you using that facetiously? <laughs> He's always been kind. He's always mm. been kind to me. He's very, very, very smart man. Didn't, um, didn't he put in his resignation recently? 
Yes. Yes. He's resigned. Okay. Okay. Um, What's he up to now? Well, he, he, uh, the last I heard, I haven't spoken with him. The last time I spoke with him was just when I dropped off a, a, a goodbye present for him and I let him know. But it was it was a great present. It was a great gift. It was just a copy of the Federalist Papers. It's wonderful. <laughs> Hopefully he so, read them. <laughs> yeah, he said he hasn't read them since since he was in school, so he'd be happy to read them again. I said, well, I hope you enjoy them as much as I do. I really do enjoy them. In fact, I bought that book for myself. And then I thought, you know what? This might be nice because this is a, this is a good parting gift, you know? Um, it shocked everybody, his resignation. I actually would prefer him to have stayed, and I told him that. I said, hey, you can always change your mind. Because I, I mean, no, nobody knows these computerized systems like he did. Because he doesn't, he didn't just work for Smartmatic. Mm-hmm. He designed their system. He's a computer engineer. He designed their computerized election system. Like that's his design. He knows the ins and outs. Um, nobody else running Texas elections has that kind of inside info. Mm-hmm. Nobody. Very few people. Well, I would say probably Michael Scarpello, who's running Dallas elections, is comparable, though I don't think he's actually built a computerized system. I don't know that he can code, but he's been administering um, shitty elections, I'll say, for years in several states, Nevada, California, Colorado, um, from what I from what I remember, and now Texas. Um, and he's worked for Runback, and he's worked for ESNS, and he's been running Dallas's elections for a while. Michael wow. Scarpello. His resume is almost as impressive as Hyder's. Other than that, nobody else has this info, and that's kind of what um, that's that was Hyder's value uh, to me in trying to understand what's gone wrong with our elections and why we can't properly audit them. Because that's the that's my my main message. These elections are not auditable. That's been my main message. We're morphing into um, a new message, like a bigger picture message. As to mm-hmm. so, our elections are not audible. We're morphing into how they got this way. What we need to do about it. And you already said the magic words: the administrative state. Mm-hmm. So that's where we're that's where we're moving next. So, with regard to Hyder, <clears throat> any idea why he resigned? Uh, and and I, I guess I'm also wondering if you. If you believe that he was genuine in your exchanges with him, I, I mean, you know, if if we are well, kind, he's kind. He's okay, well, kind, okay. But do you think that the information he gave you was valuable because of the insight into the systems that he was able to provide, or was it perhaps more the things that he wasn't willing to tell you that educated you about the, tr- the true nature of them? A little of both. You know, when he didn't want to tell me something. Um, when I was touching on a nerve, you know, I I could tell. And, yeah. and honestly, he would come out and say, "I don't want to tell you." Like when we have our arguments, you know, we're sitting there deba- we're sitting there arguing. We've had multiple arguments over this, and our arguments are like the friendliest arguments you've ever seen. But I'm accusing him of being in violation of the law, and uh, yeah. he's accusing me of not knowing what I'm talking about. So we're sitting there arguing the language of the law and say, "This is what the law says." Okay, and this is what you're doing, right? And he'll be like, yeah. And so even when we're arguing back and forth, you know, he's still polite to me. So I, I always make sure to give him that credit. He's polite and he's open and it's a little bit of both. So so we'd be arguing about the language of the law. And I would say, who told you to, that this means something other than what it says? Mm-hmm. He says, well, um, you know, it's not it's just my counsel has advised me and they they're they've been told to follow the secretary of state's opinion. And this is a non-delegation issue, one of the five pillars of the administrative state. The legislature is deferring their power to make laws and their authority to an executive branch position, the secretary of state who's mm-hmm. the chief elections officer. And they're pretty much writing laws saying, yeah, you can do this to vote and the secretary of state will figure out how you're going to do it. And that's their job to figure out how it's going to be done. That's their right. job to lock that shit down and secure it. Well, they're not doing that. So, um, Hyder, instead of, you know, operating 
off of what this the state statute says. He's going with something that the Secretary of State put together and that the Secretary of State and the county legal team told him totally legal, even though it's literally not authorized. Uh, in some cases, expressly um, not not you can't do it the way that they're doing it. He's been told before, but so I told him, okay, all right, so the Secretary of State and County Legal. Okay, so I can I can find the Secretary of State. Can you tell me who at County Legal is telling you that? He says no. I was like, I would like their names so that I can ask them. I don't want to argue with you if you're just doing what they – I would like their names. And he said, well, you know, you can, you can open records request their information. I was like, well, that's so silly. I was like, I could open request – I was like, so if I write it down on a paper right now and hand it to you. You're going to be forced to comply with that because that's a lawful open records request because that's how it works in Texas. Okay. I can just write it down and be like – and I can even sign it a fake name. But if I, if I write it down and, and give it to him, I want to know the names of the county legal that's advising the elections department. But it's okay because I ended up getting their names anyways. So he didn't want to tell me the county legal because he knew what I do. I just walk in and start talking to people. So I was going to just call them and start talking to them and, and put them on the spot, which did happen once I found out who county legal was. But that's that was only after. I didn't push that. I knew he didn't want to tell me who they were. So I just backed off of that because that's not super important to me. He, county legal was enough. Hyder told me it's not his decision. He's just going with what county legal says and what the SOS says. Excellent. Thank you. So his information is valuable because he ratted out the SOS and he tried to take it back. He tried to walk it back and say, hey, you know what? It's my decision to implement this in the county level. So if you're going to be mad at somebody, it, you should be upset with me. OK. And I said, no, 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 no. You're only doing what you told is legal. Surely you didn't come into Texas and decide to break our laws and administer our elections by your own design. I said, you wouldn't do that. He said, no. I was like, right. So the secretary of state told you you could do this. So you're only doing you. you there's you know, your hands are technically clean, Hyder. And so he didn't, and he wanted to walk it back and say, just focus on me. Just look, look right here. Focus on me. And I'm like, nope. And so we got it. They ended up um, suing the attorney general over one of my open records requests for um, testing tapes from the public machine test, which I was there for, by the way. Like I, I touched the tapes, some of them myself. But then they wouldn't give them to me when I open records requested them so we could look into it because we suspect some serious issues with the testing. Um uh, another local patriot has been documenting that for a while and jovan hit on it a few months ago too and he was dead on with that uh we're looking into the actual test because it's totally fixed and we're just we just need to be able to prove it well they sued the attorney general and there's an ongoing lawsuit right now over one of my uh, open records requests and i had to file a petition for intervention pro se to teach myself how to do that if i can do it y'all can do it okay and i talked to the judge i told her very important for you to rule that i have access to these records because one one Texas Election Code 1.012 says that election records are public records. M- several other statutes outline that our ballots are to be anonymous. There's, we vote secret ballot, mm-hmm. which doesn't mean which doesn't mean that you can't ever look at the ballots. It just means that you can't tie a ballot back to a voter. Is what that means. So if our records are anonymous, there's no risk to any voter to to, to show them once we request them. Mm-hmm. And the election code already says that they're public records. Well, they're saying, nope, not those, can't have those. And so we're in the middle of it. I, I expect the judge to issue a favorable ruling to myself and one of the other requesters who's also named in that lawsuit. But this is what they're doing. And there are five different counties. This is the administrative state in action. There are five different counties that are suing. They didn't just join on to our lawsuit. They filed five separate separate lawsuits about the same stuff just to be a pain in the ass. Mm-hmm. Um, 
to try and uh, refuse us election records. And they're suing the attorney general because he issued an opinion based on the law saying, stop asking me, do you have to give these guys records? The law says that those are public records. If they file a public information act request, and unless there's like a real reason, because they can't deny us without an attorney general backing them up. They have to, if they want to tell me no, if I ask for something and they want to tell me no, they have to ask the attorney general and say, can I deny her? She wants this. I don't want to give it to her. Can I deny her? If the attorney general says, yeah, that's not covered by the Public Information Act request, then they can deny me and I'll have to sue them, go to court and everything to try to clear it up. However, if they ask the attorney general and he says, yeah, you have to give that to her. You can't tell her no. Yeah, give it to her. And that's what he that's what he said. So then they sued him because they really <clears throat> do not want to give me those testing tapes. Oh, how interesting. So have you actually spoken with Ken Paxton? I mean, is he uh, fully aware of the efforts you guys are engaging in? Yeah, but he's also aware. So there's so much more to this um, issue than just the ballot harvesting. Like that's the that's the lowest level. Um, and we're always going to have that even when we have paper ballots. We're still going to have to deal with election fraud. Right. Um, the, the issue is, you know, why add another layer of secrecy to our elections that nobody can audit? That, ma- that makes it to where nobody can audit anything. And, and the record should still be auditable. Right. Mm-hmm. Ken Paxton's aware that. um we're, that our elections are not a- adhering to our state statutes and that the issue is the non-delegation issue between the legislature and the secretary of state. So Arizona did the right thing and Texas legislature needs to do this and take back their plenary power to actually create laws. They need to say, look here, secretary of state, when we tell you you can figure out how to do something, it still needs to comply with the rest of the laws. Mm-hmm. You can't go outside the boundary of the law. We didn't mean literally do anything. <laughs> like, right, right. You it's know, not carte and, blanche. That's kind of how he's taking it, though. Um, so that's the effect. In effect, that's yeah. what's happening. So Ken Paxton is fully aware. Now, he was actually investigating a lot of different um, election integrity is- uh, issues that were brought to him, but wasn't getting anywhere fast because the secretary of state was kind of telling him that's not an issue because we authorize that. And he was like, that's against the law. He's like, no, we have the authority to authorize that. Uh, the legislature gave it to us. We have the power to say that. And it's like, all right, that's a fucking problem right there. So we need a legislative solution. And in some of these cases, it's just going to take, you know, being real vigilant with it. But he was investigating cases and the local DAs that he was investigating cases because the local DAs weren't investigating them when when county people would bring them to their sheriffs and their DAs. Mm -hmm. Sheriff would take it to the DA. DA would drop the ball. And so then Ken Paxton. We have a law in Texas. If two voters witness a crime, the same crime has to be like at the same time. They have to be pretty much standing there and they both see the same thing happen. They can go straight to the attorney general. So they started we started doing that since our DAs were doing nothing. And there's a two year statute of limitations for election crimes Mm -hmm. after after it gets brought to the attention of law enforcement. They only have two years to figure that out and prosecute. So they'd run out the clock. So Paxton came in, started taking a lot of these cases away saying i'm gonna look at this i'm gonna look at this because i we're getting a lot of complaints okay so i'm gonna look at this so then some da's sued him and said that he was violating the texas constitution which unfortunately in this situation they were technically right so they they bound him from investigating at the county level unless they invite him and they're not even investigating themselves so he has been on a tour lately to try to explain that like it is per the way that the Texas Constitution is written, it is a violation of the separation of powers for him to just come in and do that. But and this is so important because it actually had to happen this way. All of this, like Tony Shoup says, 
all of this has to happen at the county level. You have to fix it at the county level. All right. So when when he his hands were tied, all of these people were like, well, what do we do? What do we do? And we just were like, you know what? I wrote a resolution. A couple other people were talking about it. We need an enforcement mechanism for the laws because they're just violating them willy nilly. Who do we take it to? Who's the law? Your sheriff, your county sheriff. I even talked to the Texas Rangers and they were so confused and the sheriff was confused. Everybody was saying, from what we know, we can't investigate election stuff. You have to call the SOS. I said, I'm not calling the SOS because they authorized this crime. Mm-hmm. And they say, OK, all right. They say, everybody calm down. <laughs> it's like because everyone's freaking out. Um, and so in Tarrant County, our sheriff and our DA, our new DA and our new county judge formed an election integrity task force. This needs to be duplicated in every single county in every single state. Your county judge, your county DA, and your and your uh, county sheriff are the ones who can affect change locally. They're the ones you need on your side. Get those people elected. Get your people in those positions, okay? Because they started this election integrity task force, and it has to be handled at the local level necessarily. It, it, we can't. We have to have our DA invite the attorney general in to begin with. So we're going to want the DA to know what's actually going on. And the only way is for them to take it back. So this so this election integrity task force that was started here in Tarrant County by the new DA and new sheriff that just got elected last year. Sorry, new DA and new judge and our current sheriff that just got that uh, two of them got elected last year. Our sheriff's about to be reelected. They worked real hard to form this election integrity task force. Now, when one person is on the ballot right? Another entity is going to investigate. So when the county judge and DA are on the ballot, then the county sheriff uh, uh, conducts their investigation sort of separately. They have like a, a plan because they were being accused of of pretty much like harassing Democrats and harassing Deborah Peoples um, when that Gateway Pundit video came out of that homeless man saying that she was paying him to harvest ballots. Oh, yes. I remember. Yeah. 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 He couldn't even investigate that because he was he was like he had already endorsed Tim O'Hare, who was running against Deborah Peoples for county judge. It was nuts. People were like, this chick might actually get elected. And she's been harvesting ballots for who knows how long publicly, like in the open, like no shame. So um, they're they're looking into a bunch of stuff. And now we have a formal structure at the county level where to take our complaints. And the sheriff can look at our complaint and look at the law and say that doesn't match. And he can take this to the DA, and we have a we have a conservative DA. Our last DA was horrible. Sharon Wilson was horrible. She's probably not watching this, but I already thanked her once publicly for stepping down. Um, but our new DA is, is should be good. He's been briefed by all of us. He's took several several different meetings with us, uh, different groups. So this needs to be duplicated in every single county across the nation. The sheriff's election integrity task force. Uh, and I, I like just, it. Just use the Tarrant County template. Just call call t- Tarrant County. And ask them how they did it because they thought real hard about it. Okay, let's be real specific here. So if we have election integrity activists that are watching this all over the nation, calling who in Tarrant County? I mean, can they just go look up Tarrant County Tarrant County Election Integrity Unit and then they'll find it that way? Or do they call the DA? Do they call the sheriff? Yeah, it's on, um, I believe it's on the county website, Tarrant County's website. Um, you should be able to find it in the in the elections department you can also just google you know tarrant county sheriff call them it's going to go to their it's going to go to their office anyways but they'll give you there's a specific phone number on the website for you to call in if you really need to make a complaint um we want to be real careful we don't want to overload them with like speculation which is why we train our poll watchers on what to document and which laws are relevant try to train our poll watchers on um how to 
compile something real to take to the sheriff. Like, don't just take them a concern or a suspicion. Know the law. Know what's happening. Know your rights. And if they've been violated, if the law's been violated, take that to the sheriff. So, you know, the sheriffs are risking their lives every day. Okay, guys? So the sheriffs don't – they need a – this is, like, real dense shit, the election code. All right? We have to help them. So we're going to have to do most of the investigation ourselves. That's our job. That's our duty. These sheriffs don't know what's going on any more than we do. Okay? They're they're and if they're good sheriffs, they're dealing with the human trafficking aspect that's sure. coming through all of our counties. So we need to make this easier on them, we, and we need to be kind but firm. All right, that's how I am with my sheriff, and he's, you know, probably not the probably not the biggest fan of me, but he's not rude to me. He is not um, dismissive. He knows who I am. Um, he looked me right in my eyes and said, "If you bring me evidence of an election crime, I will investigate it." I said, "Okay." That's great. And so I've got several things, but like I said, we are waiting. And some of the things that I have turn out to be a bigger issue. It's it's stuff that he wouldn't necessarily be able to help with because it's at the it's at the um, executive level. Okay. Okay. All right. So I've got your website on screen for people right now. Takingbacktexas.org. Now you're you're talking about uh, a number of, of different aspects to your organization. Let's start at the beginning, like, you know, as far as your organization is concerned, do you have like an onboarding process or a training process? Uh, If somebody wants to get engaged in something specific, should they ask for that? Or do you place people in areas where they're needed? No, I don't place anybody anywhere. Um, They can kind of take what they will. Um, If they want to do everything that I've done, they, they can. And I've got people that will call me and be like, hey, I want to go down to Austin with you. And I'm like, okay, let's go. I've had, there's, there's a, a local woman named Marilyn and we both wanted to go to Austin. She was like, you know, can I ride with you? I was like, yeah, let's go. <laughs> so we just like went to Austin and we're, you know, talking to some of our legislators. Um, if you want to do everything that I do, uh, you can follow on, on Telegram. I post pretty much everything that I do on Telegram. If you're local and you're in Tarrant County, you can email me and give me your number, and I'll invite you to all of our local groups. Um, I don't place anybody anywhere. Whatever anybody can do um, is good. If I don't want to force anybody to do anything, and I want people to do what they're comfortable with because I want them to to be comfortable doing it. I don't, you know, so – People, once they get involved, they'll naturally sort of work their way into doing more and more. We'll start people out with either poll watching or attending school board meetings. I mean, if depending on what their passion is, you know, we'll say this is what you need to do. Well, this is how you sign up to speak. This is, you know, what's going to happen. You're going to get three minutes. They're going to buzz you out. None of them are going to listen or respond to what you say. It doesn't matter. It's all recorded. You can clip it and put it on TikTok later. So (laughs) we try to tell people, you know, so they, they understand what to expect and they don't get too discouraged or feel overwhelmed. Uh, when I started, I was pretty, I was pretty overwhelmed, but I, uh, I have a certain way that, that I operate and other people operate differently. So it's whatever they can do. Some people are, uh, restricted by time constraints or some people have physical constraints. So we've got roles that people can opt into, but we've got roles and duties for people who can't even leave the house. We've got stuff that they can do that, that will make our work go much more smoothly stuff that I can't do. Cause I'm out poll watching and I need somebody at home on the, on the computer monitoring stuff as it's happening, you know, and I just can't do it all. So, so yeah, there's roles for every Patriot out there, no matter what your lifestyle is. I want to sign you, you pick it, you, you, you pick your, what is it? Was it pick your, what's a, with those goosebumps books where you got to pick your adventure, choose your own adventure. <laughs> yeah, Choose your own adventure. <laughs> okay. All right. 
So taking back Texas, as far as it's concerned as an organization, do you guys have an official structure? Are you a nonprofit uh, or, 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 you know, any structure like that? We're not sure if we want to actually turn what we're doing into like a nonprofit or just kind of just pay the taxes and be able to do whatever we want. Uh, We're, we're, we're working on, on the structure right now. We don't have, we don't making like a whole lot of money. We're not doing any of this for profit. We've actually lost most of most of the money that we spent has come out of our pockets. Um, You know, so between myself and, and Diddy, uh, Diddy's probably spent more of his own money on these because he'll like rent the venues for us to do events and stuff. Um, And those can get expensive. So, you know, and we like we don't even always make our money back. Sometimes we do. Sometimes, you know, and we're like, ah, I got to find a place to put this money, you know. So, you know, we've got a printer. I can print my documents off. Diddy has one in case my printer breaks, which happened. So now he can print our documents off over there. So we're good. We're set up. Um, we don't have an onboarding process. Just people email us. If you want if you want to get involved, email us and I'll tell you, hey, OK, meet us here. We're going to meet here. Um, relatively informal right now though we're putting together formal courses um so that you can it's people can take it out at their leisure you know they don't have to always show us some people don't have time you know some people like me i work two jobs some people don't have time to show up places or the energy um or they have multiple kids or they're you know a wife and they're managing the house and they just can't disappear for however long on some clandestine mission so they can take our courses when they feel like it you know when they get everyone to sleep or whatever uh, we want everybody to be able to get involved, and it's stuff that anybody can do. Um, you, you don't have to be a lawyer. You don't have to be a genius. You don't have to be a scientist to do what we do. You can be super regular. <laughs> <laughs> so uh, with regard to uh, various roles that people can take on, I mean, you've mentioned poll watching. Uh, you know, what what else can people do locally that can be effective at uh, getting change to happen? Let me see if I can. Is it okay if I share a screen? Uh, sure. Let me see if I can share this real, real quick. Let me see if this will work. Can you see that? Certainly can. Yep. All right. Can you read that? Yes. Yes. All right. All right. Y'all give me a five by five. Give him a five by five. This looks good. All right. So this is kind of a structure that I put together and it spreads out. This is a mind map. Um, this is like my favorite thing right now. So takingbacktexas.org we're fighting the administrative state okay this is like our redirect okay because we have to we can't just i know i know 2020 was fucked up and i'm not saying abandon 2020 but we have to um stop what they're doing in order to stop what they're doing has to be documented in order to document it you got to get there you got to sit down and watch it happen and unfortunately unfortunately that's what we have to that's what we had to do so i've i've done just that so we've got a couple of um partner groups okay Save Texas and the Sam Houston Council. Sam Houston Council's just, we kind of just form a bunch of local committees. I'm the chair of the elections committee in the Sam Houston Council. Save Texas does events. We're working on a farmer's market. That's one thing that we're doing. So y'all will see us kind of growing and changing our structure because of how we're trying to uh, put some stuff together. Um, We have a few different ways that we are uh, funded. We've got merch. No, that's kind of, let me see if I can pull that down. People can, people can kind of like, you know, donate however they want. That's okay. Anyways, that's funding. We've got courses, merch, and we do events. Um, that helps fund some of what we're doing now, but these down here are, are like the core, the point. Okay. Mm-hmm. Like these four, these four points right here. This is what's important. All right. So training, we offer a lot of training. We offer election security. Okay. 
this is my, these are these are my courses that I've that I've created. The art of election security is my poll watchers training, and a sheriff's role is um, is it's a PowerPoint. I haven't added it to the mind map yet. I'm going to add it, and I'll be whenever I click this, I'll be able to actually play the PowerPoint. Um, a sheriff's role is pretty much a training for sheriffs, bringing them up to speed on what they need, what we expect, and what they need to be doing in um, enforcing the the law at the county level. Um, the art of election security trains poll watchers and citizen observers, which is just like somebody who can't show up and work the polls or watch. They, you know, y'all can do the citizen observers. Y'all can do that from your house. Mm. Y'all don't even have to go anywhere. Uh, we offer uh, poll working. Okay. Uh, training. We're going to hook you up with all the training you need for election judges and clerks. Okay. Because they are always hitting us up for those people. So if you want to um, get involved in the elections, <clears throat> take our courses, right? For our poll watchers training course, but then work the election, become an election judge. They'll pay you. No reason to do it for free. Poll watchers mm-hmm. do it for free. Um, so once all of the election judge and clerk roles are filled, then <clears throat> you can volunteer. If you still want to be involved, highly recommend you take the poll watcher training and then take all of the election judge and clerk training. You'll have a real full understanding of how your elections are working and fill every election judge and clerk spot. We are desperately low on Republican clerks and judges. Um, I can't really figure out why other than Democrats love working for the government for minimum wage. Well, so, I, I, th- I think I think that Democrats have been trained to understand for a lot longer than us that in order to control the people, you have to be able to control the elections. And then on top of that, people like us, uh, as you said, you have two jobs. We have families. We have homes that we're taking care of. You know, I mean, we are responsible citizens. So there is a lot of uh, that's know, the of, difference. Yeah. There's life stuff that's happening. You know, I mean, you know, uh, uh, many of these other people, they've got nothing better to do than try to destroy the republic. Yeah. And <clears throat> honestly, you know, most of the um, the fraud, we, we don't I don't even associate that with the clerks and the judges. They um, they're the lowest level. So, you know, they always want people to work the, the uh, elections that are just smart enough to run the machines. They don't, mm-hmm. they're not going to, like, they won't let me work the elections. I'm literally not allowed to. Um, they, they told me, <laughs> uh, so they don't want people who are going to ask too many questions. It's just like with any, with any other organized crime, you mm-hmm. know, the people that you're getting to actually <clears throat> carry out your plans, they're going to be the lowest level. They're hardly going to even be aware of that they're doing it. Sure. Sure. It's, it's in their training. They think they're doing what they're supposed to be doing. Um, we have VDR training VDR in Texas is a volunteer deputy registrar. So whatever they call this in your state, this is where you are deputized to go out and register, register people to vote. Okay. We have those here. So there's like the main office where you can go in to register to vote at the elections office. <clears throat> if you get, if you update your license, you can register to vote that way and they'll automatically register you, which is a pain in the ass to get through um, for us when we're trying to, to look through a uh, application forms. Cause some of them are not even, they're just like digital. Like there's no, application really they just automatically registered them um but a vdr will be an individual that's been deputized so like if i'm a vdr i could just go out and i go register all my neighbors you know and all of the registrations that i put in will just be entered in no like no questions asked um the vdr training is the official one is from the county and, and will be from your county and your state but we have like a sort of a, it's just a one pager but we go through it and tell all of the new VDRs to ask these questions. And it's stuff like, what if I'm given an address that's bunk, right? Ask that question and let them tell you. Witness. Witness the the incredible joke that is what, what the VDR training is because they're going to tell you, 
Um, it's not your job to question anybody's address. <laughs> just enter it. Just get it entered. Just get them registered. That is what they're trying to do. So we just <laughs> let our VDRs know that, that, you know, go. It just, it's kind of like, hey, press this button and see what happens because you're going to you're going to watch them wig out. You would tell you, you would, don't ask that question. You would think that with how like how computerized our elections have become. It's like not a difficult thing to put some qualifiers in, which would immediately recognize that an address is invalid. I mean, I can go on any e-commerce site on the Internet. And if I put my address in wrong, it tells me what it's supposed to be like. Just ridiculous. Oh, and and even better, my current address, when I tried to update it, they couldn't find it. And I was like, (laughs) but. I was like, that's really funny because like I'm I have a real address and there's like 500 people registered at a U- UPS station mm-hmm. like down the road from me. So that, you know, it's 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 hilarious. So that's something that I have to work out now that Hyder's not there. I have to work that out with his underlings, which is going to be a pain in my ass because they are just not, like, they're otherwise intelligent people, but they are just not able to answer things so we we we, uh also do event organization we'll we'll teach you kind of how we do what we do we definitely have a focus on patriot owned businesses sort of how to identify them a lot of Mm. different sites that we offer we definitely want people hosting their patriot events at patriot owned businesses okay we had too many issues we give examples of what happens to us when we go to businesses that are woke or that have not been vetted it's Mm -hmm. potentially damaging and we want to make sure that that we're not actively provoking anybody or unknowingly provoking anybody so we just try to get people to be conscious of where they're doing their events even and also promotion we tell people how how we promote what we do because there's different ways depending on the type of people you want to attract to your event um there's different ways if you want to attract like the average person you're probably not going to end up attracting uh, like a high dollar donor right Mm -hmm. so there's a few different types of events and so we're gonna say what do you want to do you want to raise a lot of money or do you want to reach a lot of people um, because that's kind of going to be the difference. Uh, local volunteering. We've got a lot of stuff we need help with. We will um, bring you up on how we do our block walking. Okay. Cause um, one of my business partners, she's excellent. She has a map of all the precincts in, in Tarrant County. And she has them marked for every precinct that has a precinct chair. Okay. Um, and so she'll have, she'll just assign people precincts. She'll be like, you need to go you need to take all these three precincts and go block walk. And that's how we do stuff. We get we put out flyers and stuff. Election greeting. This is where you just stand outside of the elections and give people literature. Say, hey, here's our Republican slate of candidates. Vote for all these people. That actually gets a lot of last minute votes, like a lot. Mm. So we get people to do that. It's super simple. Um, our education, we do a, a few different things. I don't know why it's like opening everything all at once because that's kind of <laughs> making it difficult for me. I'm like, guys, let me just like tell them like this is how – um, not everybody learns like that. All right. So we the education will educate on uh, rules of order. OK, so this is how government is uh, operates. OK, this is how quorums operate. So and you need a quorum in order to pass to, to take votes on different things at, at different levels of government. Um, you can't one person can't just show up and say, oh, you guys didn't show up. I'm going to go ahead and vote on this. No, you have to have a certain amount of representatives there and they have to follow rules when they're there. They can't just be all willy nilly. We go over Robert's rules. Then there are individual party rules. So the Democrat Party will ha- and the Republican Party will have different rules for how they operate mm-hmm. when their um, executive committee is convened. And their executive committees are all precinct chairs, precinct committeemen, whatever your state calls them. They're the people, <clears throat> the representative at the precinct level mm-hmm. for the for your party. Uh, we also educate on the convention process. 
This is how you change the language for your state party. This is how you put election integrity on the map for your state party. And that's exactly what we did. Uh, we started at our precinct level convention, <clears throat> our, then our Senate district convention, and then the state convention. By the time we get to the state convention, <clears throat> we have our resolutions drafted and the language we want added to the Republican Party platform. The value in this is when a conservative <clears throat> files, <clears throat> excuse me, if when a conservative files on the Republican ballot, um, they have to adhere to that to the Republican Party's platform. If they don't, they could be censured. We're working on the censure rule to make it to where if you get censured after you get elected, you cannot file on the next primary ballot. You can't even file. So this is how a lot of the establishment keeps stay, keeps in power is they continue to be reelected. They keep filing for the nomination on the primary. Right. Because we don't have anything to stop them. Like we, if we censure somebody, there's nothing to stop them from filing again. So we're working on changing a rule to get these rhinos out. That if 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 they if we elect them and then they piss us off by violating our our party platform that mm-hmm. we wrote that we vote wrote and voted in, um, that they're not allowed to file. They have to go file as a Democrat next time. Um, <laughs> I you know, love it. <laughs> working on that. That's the Rule Forty Four Amendment. So t- Texas. Uh, keep an ear out for the Rule 44 Amendment from Bill Eastland because he's putting teeth back into it. The legislative process, we're going to go over this. We teach people about this. Getting whip counts, pledges and petitions, drafting legislation, meeting with legislatures, uh, supporting bills and tracking bills. All of these ha- are like their own little like chapter in the legislative process. Okay, and we did almost all of these. We're going to be better at it next time because we didn't know what the hell we were doing this time. That was a ride. Uh, we teach constitutional philosophy, national constitution and state constitution. Okay, this is this one is specific for Texas, but I've read several states' constitutions, and we could easily duplicate that. Uh, we go over state statutes, the election code, local government code, and penal code. All of these are relevant to in, uh, enforcing election law because some of the election procedures are outlined in the election code. Some are um, dependent on the local government code issues, depending on which election. And then the penal code outlines pretty much that, you know, there there are um, due penalties associated with the election code, and mm-hmm. the, the penal code outlines what to do when other codes other than the penal code are, are in violation. And so it's pretty clear. Uh, we go over federal law. We're going to teach about the Help America Vote Act right here. Mm-hmm. We're going to teach about the MOVE Act, UOCAVA, uh, and the EAC. Okay, we're going to make sure that people understand these basic uh, concepts. Then we move over to um, our two, our newest points. Let me kind of close this so I can try to close this up. The last two points of our, of our education is undue influence and improper practice. I took both of these terms from the Texas Constitution's uh, article on suffrage. <clears throat> undue influence. This is my NGO report. <clears throat> All of these NGOs, National Association of Secretaries of State, National Association of Counties. Let me scroll up so you can see that. Mm-hmm. National Association of Counties, the Election Center, Electronic Registration and Information Center, Center for Internet Security, Administrative Codes and Registrars, uh, National Association of State Election Directors, Fair Election Center, Center for Tech and Civic Life, American Society for Public Administration, and the National Election Defense Coalition. All of these NGOs have something to do with our elections, uh, our computerized election security. Mm-hmm. And I've I've got to I've got the NGO report already, but I need to add it into this so that I can click on these and show you. Um, I've got a whole report just on the resolutions put out by the National Association of Secretaries of State. So you can see when these NGOs, which are not official government organizations, but which are made up of 
public officials, some mm-hmm. elected, some unelected. In Texas, RSOS is not an elected position. Um, it's an appointed position by the governor. It's an executive position, but it's appointed. So this is made up of government officials and elected officials, and they pass resolutions together in their little clubhouse, in their little treehouse, mm-hmm. that they go back and then push through their states because lobbyists have somehow convinced our legislature to defer their authority to the SOS so that the SOS pretty much – they're pretty much the all-powerful genie of our elections. Uh, in wow. your state, your SOS is like Jafar at the end of Aladdin when he becomes that big all-powerful genie. Um, <laughs> that's what your SOS is. <laughs> that's Katie Hobbs, and that's not hard to picture. Can yeah. everybody picture Katie Hobbs as a giant red genie with a beard? Yeah. <laughs> living in a lamp. And so the uh, so improper practice, this is how it's actually happening, right? So there's undue influence, which is from the non-governmental organizations mm-hmm. that's affecting even down to the county level, how we are administering our elections to, to-, to totally cover the tracks so that we can't track the fraud. We can't track it, guys. They're not auditable. They've surgically removed our the provisions in our law that uh, allowed us to properly audit our elections. Um, so that's why I'm not saying to give up on 2020, but the evidence is not still there. Um, well, it's been deleted even, at this point. Yeah, it was yeah. it was deleted before we even you smelled the coffee in the, the next morning. Um, it was deleted as it was happening, which, you know, I don't want to get into some of the stuff that, that's out there. But anyways, it, they have successfully um, covered their tracks. And that's what that was. That's the function of the computerized system. It effectively. Um, eliminates our ability to actually investigate what what went wrong. So uh, the improper practice is actually facilitated through the uh, effect of the administrative state. And there are five pillars, and this is what we educate people on too. Um, we're still, I'm still writing all my reports because I've got examples of all five of these that I can link directly to our fucked up elections. Okay, the non non delegation doctrine. Okay. This is where lawmakers delegate rulemaking authority to administrative agencies, allowing agencies to promulgate rules with the force and effect of law. Example, the Texas legislature deferring to the secretary of state to cre- uh, uh, to create election procedures in contrast with the national constitution, declaring that elected legislatures create election procedures. That's Article one, section four of the national constitution. Uh, this, uh, add- this is the, the, the same concept of what we're dealing with with uh, the ATF and, and the NFA right now. Yes, yes. Yeah, it, yeah. it this extends well past um, elections. This is this is what's running our government. This is the shadow yeah. government. This is the exactly. deep state. Exactly. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, judicial deference. A court accepts an agency's interpretation of a statute or regulation, even if the court would have arrived at a different interpretation. Basically, if when the court is uh, the court should only be looking at the letter of the law for the most part. Every now and then you'll have an expert in there to say, well, you know, this is one way that you can sort of you can apply this to the interpretation. Okay, but when they are uh, effectively deferring to these agencies in uh, in contrast to the to, to the rule of law to what the law actually says the mm-hmm. plain text of the law that's called judicial deference they are deferring to a non-legal position like something that's not been then that's not been legislated to clarity you know and uh even though there is legislation relating to this they're kind of just deferring to the agency executives as opposed to like the constitution and mm-hmm. um and federal statutes uh, or sometimes even previous case law, they just say, oh, it's to hell with all that. You know, I'm going with what this this guy over here says. He looks sharp. So executive control of agencies. The executive has certain authority over the appointment and removal of agency heads, reorganization of the executive branch and regulatory review activities. Example, NGOs made up of secretaries of state and their public and their other public officials who push their own ideas into every state after each NASS conference. OK, 
um, these are people, the NASS is made up of the chief elections officers in all of our states. They're, they, the, and that's an executive level position is the, is the, is the, the secretary of state, mm-hmm. whether it's elected or appointed, that's an executive, uh, executive branch position. Okay. And so they have the authority to actually remove people that are, that are not following their will it, because they've been given all of the, they've been given too much. They have a little bit too much power right now. And it's a simple fix. Um, Arizona is already on the way to doing it. Actually, it was great procedural rights. Here's where you're watching all of the, this is what's happening with the, the J sixers agency rulemaking and enforcement proceedings have implications for individual procedural rights, such as due process and standing. Two examples of this are what they're doing to the J6ers. They have absolutely no due process rights. Mm-hmm. And an example of, of, of a standing, uh, of an issue of standing is when Ted Cruz tried to file in the Supreme Court when he was suing multiple states for violating their own election laws right. and affecting the outcome of the, of the election, which affects Texas. And the um, court said he had either he, he didn't have standing like they or they didn't have he should have taken that to a lower level court which like what court do you take that to yeah like what fucking court do you take the like they should have had original original jurisdiction they said no we don't want to we don't want to touch it agency dynamics agencies exercise authority to promulgate rules enforce regulatory compliance and adjudicate disputes okay so this is when they're just dealing with stuff internally and not letting anything out. Like the, this is the kind of stuff that people get killed over. Okay. Like, you know, I don't know how people feel about Seth Rich, but like, Oh yeah. We're, that, we're on board. Go ahead. Yeah. There's, there's crimes that just don't get investigated because they are handled quote unquote internally. Okay. Mm-hmm. Yep. <laughs> All right. And so this is what we're teaching people now. So this is, this is kind of what we've shifted to is, you know, we understand. Yeah. 2020 is fucked up. Um, but, the, and this is how it happened. So the last thing we just have activation. We train, oh, let me zoom in. We train precinct chairs. We train block, block captains, go over block walking and other volunteering, uh, aspects. So if you just want to kind of just do some light work, you can do some of this. This is very valuable work, uh, becoming a precinct chair. Millions of people every day are reaping the health benefits of using cannabis oil, also known as CBD. This new product derived from hemp has fascinated doctors and scientists around the world for its powerful effects on the human body. If you are in need of alternative methods for health empowerment, please visit www.naturalhempoil.com. That's www.naturalhempoil.com. CBD is now legal in over 40 states, and our products are non-psychoactive and contain less than 0.3% THC levels. We also offer products for household pets. NaturalHempOil.com does not claim to treat cancer, PTSD, epilepsy, anxiety, insomnia, joint pain, eczema, or any chronic condition that you may have been diagnosed with. Please consult with a doctor before you take CBD. Results may vary, so give our natural CBD a try at www.NaturalHempOil.com. That's www.NaturalHempOil.com. Energy bills are rising at a historic rate, and there's no end in sight. That's why tens of thousands are using this amazing little device from SavePowerBills.com. It's a small but smart gadget that stabilizes electrical currents, reduces dirty electricity, and helps protect your electronics. Just plug it into your home's wall outlet to help lower energy consumption and ultimately help reduce your power bills every month. Order now to get 65% off plus many free bonuses before they sell out by going to SavePowerBills.com. That's SavePowerBills.com. Order now. 
Energy bills are rising at a historic rate, and there's no end in sight. That's why tens of thousands are using this amazing little device from SavePowerBills.com. It's a small but smart gadget that stabilizes electrical currents, reduces dirty electricity, and helps protect your electronics. Just plug it into your home's wall outlet to help lower energy consumption and ultimately help reduce your power bills every month. Order now to get 65% off plus many free bonuses before they sell out by going to SavePowerBills.com. That's SavePowerBills.com. Order now. Violent crime across the U.S. has skyrocketed. Between mass shootings, homicides, kidnappings, burglaries, and carjacking, it's never been more vital to learn how to protect yourself. This is why tens of thousands are choosing the Fighter Flare Flashlight. The Fighter Flare Flashlight includes an ultra-bright 800-lumen light, powerful strobe lighting modes for self-defense, a glass-breaking hammer, a built-in power bank, solar-powered recharging, rope and wire cutter, siren, high and low LED lighting mode, and much more. Simply place your order now to get 66% off along with many other free bonuses before they sell out by going to www.fighterflare.com. Order now at www.fighterflare.com fighterflare.com A human catastrophe is closing in. Nobody knows how far this one is going to go. You can feel the heat as tension is rising globally. War is expensive. Open a Noble Gold Investments IRA today, and you can claim a free 3-ounce silver American virtue coin. Just use the promo code GOLD. Go to NobleGoldInvestments.com now. Past performance may not be indicative of future results. Investing in precious metals, including gold, involves risks. Consult with your tax attorney or financial professional before making an investment decision. Or... If you have a precinct chair or a precinct committeeman, being their block captain, that will help them a lot. We need more block captains. Um, and then if you eventually want to be a precinct chair, then you have a really good foot in the door if you become your current one's block captain. Okay. And the precinct chairs get to vote and change the rules at the county level in the Republican Party or Democrat Party, if you're, dem- if you're a Democrat. <clears throat> um, we go over block walking and volunteering. And then the last thing, we offer, you know, fellowship. Here you go. Local strategizing that's a word right mm-hmm. it is okay know your know your candidates i'm a professional and i know what i'm doing um <laughs> know your candidates coordination and outreach all right so it, it's it's fun like it's actually fun people say that politics is boring no it's not it's the there is nothing have been, has been more entertaining over the last few years than navigating our own goofy ass rhino republican party in texas um <laughs> it's infinitely entertaining I, I agree with you it's um, been a ride it has been a ride so we do all of that there's a lot of stuff so whatever you're interested in we can get you started with all right well listen i i love everything that you guys have going on that is very comprehensive uh probably the most comprehensive citizen advocacy organization i i've seen and certainly that i've interviewed uh listen we're about to open up the phones and if you're out there and you have questions uh for our guest aubrey or if you are interested in getting something like this started in your own area i hopefully there are many people out there who do uh then you can jump on the line and i'll give that information out in just a moment but first of all let me go ahead and say that the second second half of the program is brought to you by several uh, sponsors of the show. First of all, that would be onenessdrops.com, onenessdrops.com. You can use code RP78 to get 15% off your very own chlorine dioxide water purification kits. They come in two different formulations. 
Doesn't matter, though, because when you mix them, because of the miracle of chemistry, they will combine to create chlorine dioxide. And you can use that to purify your water if we have a loss of power, uh, if your municipal water supply is somehow dirty, if you're going camping or hiking, uh, or if, uh, you know, SHTF and for some reason there is no potable water out there. Chlorine dioxide is something that I think everybody should have on hand. And then, of course, there's a whole bunch of other wellness benefits that come along with it. You can do your own research on that. But remember, the United States government's own agency, NASA, created a document about chlorine dioxide, calling it uh, the miracle cure, the universal antidote. So take that as you will. Next, we are also working tonight with My Patriot Supply. You can get your own three-month supply of emergency food with $200 off by using my special link, preparewithredpill78.com. The meals that are contained in these bags and in these boxes will last for up to 25 years. It's over 2,000 calories a day per meal, and it's breakfast, lunch, and dinner. There's enough for you, your entire family. Uh, I have uh, about a year and a half worth of emergency food on hand. So if anything does go wrong, I'm going to be fine. Hopefully, you will, too. And then finally, MyPillow.com. Mike Lindell and the good people at MyPillow, proud to sponsor Red Pill 78 and Red Pill News. And you can get everything on MyPillow.com at a special discount by using code RP78, whether it is the towels, the sheets, the uh, Giza Dream sheets, the sandals, the slippers, uh, the uh, MyPillow itself, uh, the MyPillow mattress topper. All of it, use code RP78, get the best deal that you possibly can. And I see that we do have one caller already on the line, and that's, of course, our Australian correspondent, Vector. Now, please, guys, Vector from Australia is showing you up. I thought this was, uh, uh, we have, we should have American patriots here who are interested in getting the information from Aubrey. Gump says, I finally left Michigan and went to the more freedom-loving state of Ohio. Yeah, I can tell you, uh, when I was living in Michigan and also living in Ohio, I, I really enjoyed Ohio a lot more. There were far fewer morons that I had to deal with. Uh, Vector, you're on the air. Good to hear from you. Hello, Zach. Hello to your audience. Hello, Audrey. It's nice to meet you. Aubrey, Aubrey. Uh, uh, Aubrey, I'm sorry. Um, it's okay. That's must- okay. It happens all the time. Yeah. Nice to meet you. <laughs> That's all right. I should have been paying attention. I was doing some research before the show, so I missed the first 10 minutes, but I was looking heavily into the website that you had going on there and you had, uh, you know, you were talking, it was mentioning Skytel. So I went and looked at Skytel and who owns Skytel, Paragon. So we're talking about a Spanish company and looking at their shareholders and, uh, and all the, all of their different roles. These people look like spooks. They look like a big acquisition company that's sucking in a lot of uh, different technology. They have a lot of RFID, um, investments and things like that. These people don't just do election machines. These people are some pretty creepy globalist types that are involved in designing smart city technology, internet of things. So this is Skydal's parent company, Paragon in particular. Um, and it's just, it's just so happens that, you know, at the very bottom of their website, it says election services, you know, and, um, looks like this guy, um, Laurent something or other, I can't remember his name, but, uh, one of the board members of, of Skytel. Uh, he's key in, uh, in like coordinating everything, like the strategy with the machines and all of that sort of stuff. I just wanted to know, though, uh, because I've been looking at. Um, uh, well, can I say one thing? Um, also, uh, first title, um, you know that that they're also called Clarity Elections, and they do a lot of our yes. DNR election night reportings. Yeah, I talked to Hyder about that. I asked him why are we using them. Um, he was like, "Well, I mean, I 
thought it would be easier. It's something that the counties are paying, they're opting into, and they can opt out. They can just say, we don't need it. I was like, well, I mean, how much are you even paying them? He said, I don't know. I'd have to look. I said, is it worth it? Like, what are they actually doing? Could we not just report it ourselves? Could we not? Could you not just report it yourself? Why do? Why does it need to go through some global server? What is that? And he was like, I suppose we could do it ourselves. And, you know, I'll look into – he said he would look into this. This was a couple months ago before he issued his resignation. But, I mean, he admitted that we don't even really need CIDL. He said, I just thought it would be cleaner and easier. I said, well, no. It's weird and suspicious. <laughs> Stop it. <laughs> yes, well, it mean, is weird and suspicious. Go ahead, sir. I was just going to say, you know, I mean, you, you mentioned all of these unnecessary layers. I mean, I, I truly, I believe that all of it's by design because, you know, as you've stated, they've essentially made it impossible for us to properly audit the processes that are happening because there are so many aspects of it that are behind all of these impenetrable layers and, and layers that are in so many disparate areas, you know, various companies and various systems. And in order to truly have a full grasp on it, you need to have like a doctorate oftentimes, it seems like. No, no, re- regular people can understand it. They really, yeah. they really can. Um, and a, an example of one of the ways that the, and this is happening nationwide because of course it is, because that's the idea, um, is the, re- the, um, removal of in precinct voting. We all used to vote in precinct. Mm-hmm. It was, it's important to be able to audit our elections down to the precinct at the County level. You should be able to audit your elections down to the precinct. Um, uh, any state or County that's not voting in precinct, that's using countywide polling or in Texas, it's called countywide polling place program. In other places they're called vote centers. And it's just where everybody, you can vote anywhere in the County. You can come from anywhere in the County and vote wherever they tell you is a vote center. And that's all that serves one purpose. Okay. To prevent us from auditing down to the precinct to find any discrepancies um, and to funnel more data through fewer, uh, central locations you know it's harder to (laughs) commit fraud when you have to go to a lot of little places you know what i'm saying sure so this is something that they've that they've been pushing through those ngos that we covered and they're pushing this um in every state so is your state still requiring for you to vote in precinct you need to push that they are because if if you're voting out of precinct uh good luck auditing those records i can tell you that we do down here in florida and uh, I actually went to uh, I, I met with our, uh, our 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 local administration uh, administrator of elections, and she was actually pretty based. Like she she talked to us about two thousand mules and you know ballot harvesting and all of the problems that people had been worrying about, and she kind of went through everything and uh, it, it illuminated how everything was uh, taken care of and was pretty much on track and how you could go in and get the information if you needed to. It was kind of refreshing. So anyways, Vector, that's, what's, that's what's awesome. That's I, I hope that we get more more people like that. And, you know, we need a new election administrator in Tarrant County now. <laughs> Certainly. I don't know what happened. Well, I don't know why he just decided to leave. But, I mean, I was, I, I was going to say, I mean, it, it does it look like what's the process for for choosing someone for that position? I, I mean, can anybody uh, apply for the position? Are they even actively seeking or are they just allowing the underlings to handle the uh, the, the duties that were done by Hyder previously? They're actively seeking, but also currently allowing the underlings to do it because Hyder's gone. He told me yeah. he was, last week, whenever I dropped off his present, he was like, yeah, I mean, <laughs> I was like, what? I'm, I'm done. So I was like, all right. Um, so, yeah, they're actively seeking. So it's uh, the Elections Commission in Texas uh, at the county level. This is why we teach people the local government code. You have to understand how this is set up. So local government, we have the Election Commission and Election Board. Um, 
most of most counties in Texas have the county clerk doing their running their elections. But if the county creates the position, if, if the county election commission, which is county judge, both party chairs, tax assessor, county clerk, stuff like that. Um, if they vote to create the position of election administrator, then they hire somebody for that position and they create an election board. And the administrator is the chair of the board. And But it's like mostly the same people on the election commission and board. So they created that position and they have not made any – they have to make a motion. Like I said, you follow Robert's rules of order. You can't just change what you do. So they'd have to go through and vote as a county to go back to having the county – clerk do it our county clerk is like a 300 year old vampire okay and he's not gonna (laughs) he can't he can't he's looking for fresh victims okay like he's too busy he can't do it so they have to hire a new ea (laughs) so they're looking and i thought about applying i'm i think i think i still might apply because i don't think they've hired anybody yet but i was really wanting to submit my application just to make my county judge laugh um, I was going to say, I mean, it's it's not a bad idea. I mean, you have a, a fairly good grasp on all this stuff and how it works. So, I mean, you know, I don't I don't know what the qualifications are. I mean, or do, do they require that you previously worked for a Venezuelan election services company? It's a plus. It's a plus, apparently. <laughs> but and I can't manage people like you have to manage people. They ha- um, has, Hyder has a whole staff. Hyder's excellent with with people. I can attest because I can be difficult <laughs> and I and I kind of like him like he's 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 friendly. He's very friendly. We got along just fine, even if we're even as we were arguing with each other. And I was like, "Nope, I'm going to sue you, Hyder." And he was like, "Okay, take me to court. That's the only place we're going to have this out until the legislature change changes the law and says the SOS can't tell me I can do this. I'm doing it." I was like, "Okay." So now we are actually in court, Tarrant County, and then I have a lawsuit that, and we're opposing each other. But yeah, so they're actively searching. But right now, his underlings are sort of running everything. Um, Troy and some of the other people that have been there for a long time. I mean, they basically know it. They know how to work the machines. Like I said, they can they can work them. They can turn them on, right? And then yeah. they and they can turn them off. <laughs> nice. And nice. basically, that's all they need to know how to do. So yeah, they need to find somebody. They're looking for someone nonpartisan. So Good luck. I was like, I don't know how you're going to find somebody nonpartisan who cares about election administration. Um, it's somebody who who's lying. I mean, there's no such thing as a nonpartisan nowadays. I mean, everybody, you know, and, and here's this actually goes back to a point I wanted to make earlier. I mean, you, you were talking about not being too aggressive when you go into some of these positions. And that's something that I have stressed on a number of occasions when talking about uh, uh, the uh, the precinct strategy. You know, if you're going to become a precinct committeeman, you know, sure, you, you're going to be surrounded by Republicans, but more likely than not, the people People who already have those positions are the rhinos. And if they know that you're America first diehard MAGA, uh, they're not going to want to allow you to achieve a position of power. So you have to go in there with kind of a lukewarm attitude. You know, oh, sure, you know, I, I care about uh, America and I just want to, you know, do my duty and help out my party. Uh, and then once you're in that position, then you can kind of organize behind the scenes and push out the people who don't care about America, don't care about anything other than their own personal power base. Yeah, it's it's important. <clears throat> or you can do like what I did. I don't recommend it because it, it caused it was hard at first. Um, I'm from the metal. I'm from the metal scene. And but I'm a hard Republican in the GOP data center. I don't know if y'all use the GOP data center, but we vet people like Tarrant County is super political. Like we vet people. So we'll look up their voting history straight up and we will pull it out at a meet and greet and be like, why would you vote in the Democrat primary? You know, or why didn't why didn't you vote in 2020? Like I see you voted in 2016, but you didn't feel it was necessary to vote in 2020. You just didn't vote. 
you know, wow. we call people out. Like it's really, it's like a bloodbath here sometimes, <laughs> so it, but, but it's conservative. That's what I'm saying. Like this place is not, not leftist. So that was what everybody's wigged out about that. But yeah, we vet people. They um, didn't like me at first. I came in and I was wearing what I was, you know, dressed like I just came from a heavy metal show. Cause most of the time I had, and I was, you know, I just kind of barged in and I was not wearing polite. an as I, I lay dying shirt or something <laughs> heavier than that. I got King Diamond. I got Cannibal Corpse. Like, heavy. oh, my God. <laughs> yeah, That's do funny. not look. Let me tell you, do not wear a Cannibal Corpse album art shirt to executive committee meeting with the Republican Party. It doesn't go over well. I mean, it no. says it oh, straight up like I have the shirt and it's got a zombie literally chewing somebody apart right and on the back. It's the album art from Eaten Back to Life. It's a classic death metal album. But do they appreciate it? No, they don't. It, right over their head. No appreciation. Yeah. So, but he's right. You should you should ease it in. Ease, ease yourself in. It'll be easier because I went in there. I had pre, I had precinct chairs making up lies about me. The best one was a real nasty precinct chair telling people that I had threatened our chairman's life. And I emailed the chairman. I was like, Rick. <laughs> like come get your girl why is she saying that i've threatened your life and he was like i have no idea why she's saying that he emailed me back i called him left him a message he emailed me back i made it my cover photo on facebook to, be, to try to show people i'm not threatening anybody's life <clears throat> this girl's making it up this precinct chair actually committed fraud on her precinct chair application she's just stepped down like a few months ago oh i good. had a good belly laugh about that but they're vicious they're vicious so now even to, just just to counter your point not to counter really but sort of to build on it even if you go in there all polite you know and just try to be wholesome the minute that they suspect the minute the establishment suspects you of being a trumper they're mm-hmm. gonna pull out all the stops anyways yeah so for me it was like <laughs> whenever i started with the election stuff and i started you know kind of walking up to people and looking them right in their face and be like did you know about this do you know what's going on um they could get frustrated with me, but anything negative they had to say, they'd, they'd kind of already said, you know, what are they going to say? She's crass. Yeah. Everybody knew that. Like they've known that. That's why, you know, I kind of busted in like that. Um, so I have a reputation that I, I, I mean to uphold, but they've got, they've kind of gotten used to it. And sometimes that's what you have to do. You just have to stand your ground till they get used to you and they'll work with you eventually, especially if you're conservative. And the minute they looked me up because they didn't want me to be a state delegate at the state convention. But they looked me up, and I'm a hard Republican in the GOP data center, and I'm 30 years younger than all of them. And mm-hmm. some of them don't even show up as a Republican in the data center. Yep. So they couldn't argue anymore. So then they're like, all right, just don't call – just don't just don't cuss, all right? Just stop cussing, and you can do it. So they're, they're used to me now. Now they're pretty friendly. So just take your time. If it's rough at first getting into your party, that's just the machine lashing out to protect itself. But it's okay. Brilliant. I love it. Wow. <laughs> now – I wanted to also say something about all the infighting too. We got a lot of infighting in this goddamn movement. Pardon yep. my French. Yes. Oh yeah. Um, and that shit needs to stop. Now we already. This is an inherent issue with conservatives, kind of as it is. We, we, you know, as opposed to the hive mind that is associated with the leftists. We all we're all, you know, independent thinkers to a fault, and so. We've already got that. Is that you know we we agree on the destination where we need to go, but we do not agree on how to get there. Um, and so it's it's been a hell of a we've had a hell of a time getting people on the same page, right? Yep. So that's that's tough enough as it is. And then we have infiltrators. Oh yeah, and they're hard to tell apart because they 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 um, talk and and dress and look just like us because they've been watching us. Mm-hmm. They know they know what's going on. They've been watching us for a while. Yep. Um. You know, and every now and then they'll out themselves, but 
but we don't want to necessarily be calling everybody an infiltrator just because they disagree. I don't like that. I mean, I Trump 2024. Okay. That's my, that's my boy for 2024, but I'm not going to attack somebody for appreciating Ron DeSantis for liking something that he's done or said. He makes a lot of conservative points. Arguably, you know, he's pretty conservative when it, you know, if he says something he agrees with, if I agree with, then he says something I agree with. If it's right, it's right. And he makes a lot, he hits a lot of those notes, right? Mm-hmm. He does some kind of weird shit every now and then. He's, um, and it's and it's kind of strange the way that it's happening. But I don't like to watch people get ripped apart. I didn't like people ripping each other apart over the um, Kevin McCarthy as a speaker. That was really hard for me to watch, you know, because I like Matt Gates, I like MTG, you know, and and there's a certain amount of strategy that it takes to actually, yeah, yeah, get anything done. And so, you know, sometimes people just if if we can calm down, we need to we need to chill out on the black pills too, because I get a lot of people you know, coming in and tossing black pills into my chat. And sometimes I don't think they're meaning to do it. Mm -hmm. So just try to check yourself because it really makes people like me that do a lot of work. I I feel real like diminished and unseen and kind of stupid Mm -hmm. when I go out of my way to try to tell people what I'm doing and how you can fix it and that we do, there's hope and we can do this. And I'm just told, good luck. It's not going to matter. You know? Oh yeah. That's Um, so, that's so annoying. You know, here's, here's the thing. It's like people, so many people are just like dejected. They're, they're, they're beaten down. They feel like there is no hope, like that they're not going to be able to affect any change. But the truth is that most oftentimes they haven't actually put in the work. You know, all they're doing is like watching people talk shit online or they're watching Fox News and they've seen that, you know, things have gone badly. <clears throat> but there are I think that your presentation is, is proof of that, that there are just so many different ways that people can get involved that they've probably never considered before. And if we were to put in the same amount of effort as the left, as the people who are trying to infiltrate our side of the movement, uh, then I think that we could probably be a lot more successful at the end of the day. But this is truly, I've said this so many times, this is a a multi-generational issue. We have a lot of people who have only just recently woken up to how corrupt this system is, to how stacked it is against us. Maybe they knew that things were unfair before, but they didn't recognize just how deeply entrenched all of this stuff was. And in order for us to turn all that over and to replace those people, it's going to take time. I mean, it's unfortunate. It may take several election cycles. We may not feel that the country is fixed until our children are the ones who are trying to you know, get out there and affect change. Uh, but, but it doesn't mean that we shouldn't continue to try. I mean, we have to put all of our effort into it. I mean, this has to be the number one focus, I think, for all of us. Yeah, and um, we should have, we should, I, I had this conversation a long time ago with one of my, with another Patriot metalhead who's in several bands locally, some of the heaviest bands. So we, we got a great metal scene and a lot of them are Patriots here. So don't let Antifa try to claim it. They can't have metal either. <laughs> um, so I, I had a talk with, one of my friends several years ago when Trump was still in office and we were discussing because I struggle with feel with resentment, with feeling resentment. So, um, you know, when people were, um, talking about Epstein, some people that were, had been railing against me in the local scene for, for being a conspiracy theorist for all this stuff, for knowing, for knowing. Right. And then they come out and they're telling the Epstein didn't kill himself, you know, mm-hmm. jokes. And, and I remember getting, I felt like I felt I felt I felt something when I saw that. And I was like, why am I enraged? Why am I like we want them to know that stuff, right? Yep. 
why do I feel enraged? And he was like, oh, because they're absolute shitheads, and they've been shitheads to us for like six years, and now that it's trending, they want to jump on it. He was like, so how do we handle this? I was like, you know, I don't know. I was like, I want to just call, I just want to call them out. And he goes, yeah, but I think the, you know, we talked about it, and he and I agreed. We need to show people the grace that they did not show us. Exactly. Yeah. And they're, it's going to take time. It's going to fuck with them when they realize what's what's been going on. It's going to really fuck with them. And they're going to question themselves, and they're going to lash out. They're going to be mean. Um, they're going to think that they're the only ones that see it for what it is <laughs> for a while. And it's going to take a minute for it to sink in. And we're going to have to wait for all of the, the, all of the stages of grief, you know, for it Correct. to sink in that this world is not what they thought it was. Yeah. And it, and we're going to have to show them grace, but we have to show ourselves grace too. So mm-hmm. if someone in our movement or in your circle of anons or your circle of researchers, okay. Fucks up. We have to, say hey you know what we have to show them we have to we have to handle it the biblical way like you need to go to that person and say hey i've got an issue with this what you don't need to do is go blast out a fellow patriot mm-hmm. for like or, or spread rumors about a fellow patriot you better if you have an issue with somebody take it to that person first yeah okay yep. And only then, if you can't reason with them about whatever is bothering you, then go to a couple other people, ask them for advice, and then mm-hmm. come back to that person and try again. Say, look, I've, I want to handle this the right way, but I've got this concern about you or about something you've done, whatever. Mm-hmm. Okay? And only if, if you cannot resolve it, they're being rude, they will not – they're not – sorry, they're being not respons- uh, non-responsive. Okay, then maybe you can bring it to more people's attention, but we don't need any of this infighting. We don't need any more divides. We don't need any more rumors being spread around. We have a bunch of that bullshit already, okay? Mm-hmm. So I see a, so much infighting, and it, and it needs to stop. The black pillars need to stop attacking one another. I don't care if one of us who, – who knows? One of us could be deep state, okay? If you have the evidence, then you see. If one of us is working against the other one, we'll find out. I don't know one person in the Anon community that I work with anyways, in my circles, and y'all know who you are. Not one of you has gotten in my way, all right? So if anyone's trying to accuse anybody of being deep state, no one's stopping me, and I'm doing a lot. I'm doing, I'm doing a lot, and no, nobody has gotten in my way. The people that have gotten in my way are actually are only in our, in our, in our own party, mm-hmm. and they're not like they, – they're just difficult. They're just difficult to get through. So the infighting in, in our community, it needs to stop. I'm so tired of everyone calling everyone a Satanist. Maybe it's because I'm from the metal community and I'm super desensitized to satanic imagery. Not everyone's a Satanist. Not even the metal, all the metalheads who use satanic imagery are Satanists. Sure. There are Satanists out there. Sure. Yeah. But they're not the ones that are just playing a gig and literally making, not even making 20 bucks or making 20 bucks and spending it at the bar. Those guys are not Satanists. I'm not a fucking Satanist. I'm tired of everyone being accused of Masons, too. Everybody's Masons <laughs> in Texas. Everybody who has money was a Mason back then. My family. Yeah. Both sides. The women were Eastern Star and the men were Masons. Yep. Until the yep. 80s, my grandpa pulled us out. Everybody was a Mason. That shit is just being – it's its overplayed. It's overdone. Half these Johnny-come-latelys weren't even around when Q was dropping. They couldn't find the boards if their fucking country depended on it. Yep. And they yep. made it hard for a while. They kept deplatforming everybody. Yep. But they don't know where to go. They don't know what. They weren't there. They don't understand. And they've become, like, uh, radicalized in a way. And, but true. they're – you know. But they're radicalized against against each other, against ourselves. Mm-hmm. They're not even fighting the Democrats anymore. Yep. They're all trying to figure out which one of us is eating babies and stuff. And it's like, yep. as long as we're taking steps towards the goal that we're, that where we need to get, quit nitpicking what one person is doing unless you're sure that they're an infiltrator. And in that case, 
you guys may got to handle that real delicately, okay? But if you think someone's an infiltrator, what you're not going to do is go out and just cause a lot of drama about it. Like, you should actually do your research and try to figure out if someone's actu- actively working against you. And in that case, that, that can be brought up, that, and it needs to be handled real carefully, okay? Because sure. we do not have a strong base for this foundation. It has been, been split so many times. I don't know if y'all were around with the whole Salty Lulu thing and the Telegram channels with America First. That was a huge split in the in the movement real early on, and that was really difficult to come around when her call with her calling everybody a, a Satanist. Lynn Wood turned on everybody and started calling everybody mm-hmm. a Satanist. All of this crazy shit, and it's like our our movement can't survive too many more splits. So um, everybody just shut the fuck up. If you're on a team, work together, work it out. Like like be a, be a man about it, okay. And if you're a woman, still try to be a man about it. Don't be a bitch. Don't be a woman about it. You know, try to be a man about it. Just handle it like a man. Try to, okay. Try to minimize it. Keep the drama to a minimum. We have so much fucking ground to cover, and we need to get on the same page about the message, mm-hmm. all right? Because the Democrats are beating us on that too. There's a, a channel that I share out every now and then. It's called the uh, Election Science Center or Center for Election Science, and it's on YouTube. And they've got like young, like sort of liberal, like kind of cute girls. They're they're actual girls, it seems like, um, talking about leftist. You mean as opposed to trannies? <laughs> <laughs> they seem like they might be actual girls, and they they come across more genuine. But they're talking about all this, like they're trying to make like ranked choice voting cool and intellectual oh, and sexy. And so while while everyone's infighting, I'm over here trying to figure, trying to learn how to be a social media influ- influencer, which I'm not. I'm a re- I'm a researcher and investigator. Um, I'm trying to figure out like what's trending. How do I do a TikTok? Like, what, how do I make something? Because I need to counter this dumb shit, and I need mm-hmm. help doing it. Some of the anons are excellent at social media, and I need help with that. I need how, how do we make the Constitution and a representative republic sexy to these young people? Mm-hmm. Which is easy to do because it's hilarious to knock down the leftist house of cards. They their logic crumbles every time upon with minimal pressure it crumbles so and it's hilarious to watch that happen so it should be easy to make the truth more appealing than a than a lie but there's like nobody doing it or people people are stomping their feet and saying why don't you read the bible why don't you you know believe what i believe it's like you know what works best with leftists making fun of them memes shame all right they can't Mm -hmm. meme they yep. never could. <laughs> yep, yep. They never could. All right. So if we can make this shit sexy, we can. We don't even have to work anywhere near as hard as they have to because we have the truth on our side. So I need you all to stop fighting and uh, help me <laughs> make sexy TikTok videos. Get your hottest friend. I'm finding. I got some hot chicks in the middle scene. They're all covered in tattoos. They're sexy. I'm gonna get my hottest friend and I'm writing them a one pager. I was like, I just need you. Don't ask me any questions and just read this while I film you. <laughs> and they'll, they'll they'll be like whatever i'm sure it's political is it about hillary clinton all right all right and they'll read it they're not polit- some of them are not political but they'll still help me out and i'm just like get your get your cutest chicks and your cutest guys or any guy that can chop wood because that's cute and get them to chop wood and then look into the camera and say some shit about the administrative code how it's fucked up and we need to go back to a representative republic something like that please help me get that out stop I'll fighting with you. each other you're like a you're like a female version of of me. So uh, oh, that sounds oh, yeah. that sounds amazing. So everything Thank that you, you just said, bar being there from the beginning at the Q movement, yes, tick, I was there. Now there's a lot of people coming out of the woodwork and saying that they're part of the movement or thinking that they know what they're talking about. I'm not disparaging everybody, but like I was there uh, with Aubrey and Zach, and we saw every single post live. We saw all the ex- explosion in the community, all of the division, all of the infiltrators, all of the people that s- 
think that they know what they're talking about, but they, they don't. And uh, I need a lot of help learning to be an influencer because I'm a researcher on the cue boards from Poll and, you know, become from 8, eight Chan and Acorn and all of stuff. Um, it's been a long trip, like to become a, a broadcaster now and to learn all the technical side of it, making videos and special effects and still keeping the message pure, you know, the spirit of America, Patriots in control. This is what it's all about, keeping a steady hand. Now, all of the stuff that you said about the blackpilling and people in the community, everyone in my community, if you are listening to Aubrey, that applies to you exactly. And you know who you're, you know who I'm talking about as well. So I'll leave it at that because everything that you're saying has just been happening over the last like week, couple of weeks. So everyone's being put on notice that we have a mission to complete. And if you're effing around with internal politics or your, your feelings got hurt about something because somebody said something mean to you, at the end of the day, we are professionals. I don't care about, not that I don't care about your feelings. It's just that we've got too much to do. And if I have to be worrying about tiptoeing on eggshells because people, you know, can't take harsh criticism or any criticism at all, which is, you know, constructive in the first place, then I don't, I don't really know. Uh, they shouldn't be involved in the process. Um, and before I go, I just wanted to say I'm doing a lot of work with Ed Solomon. If you don't know who that is, uh, Aubrey, he was on Zach's show last week. So I'm working on all of the, uh, election algorithm fraud, um, uh, manifold analysis in, uh, in places like Washoe County. And, uh, at the, currently there's, uh, one, uh, involving a court case in Illinois for the Clerk County race and uh, just the, the distributions of, um, you know, what's natural in an election, you know, a cloud as compared to, you know, extremely precise, uh, obviously pre-programmed algorithmic, uh, manipulation of, um, uh, of the election. So, this, you know, I'm not sure if it's the neural net that's making these changes live. Uh, I'd like to get to the bottom of how these, uh, algorithms are being inserted into the machines, into the code, uh, and who's doing it at what level? Like, where does it happen? Cause we're doing the analysis on the manifolds. It's geometry. It's not math or anything like that and it's it it can be proven beyond all reasonable doubt in court but we need to be able to convince the court and convince the sheriffs all the stuff who don't understand any of this stuff at all um that there's a crime being committed in the first place because these people don't understand quaternionic you know formulas and things like that so it's quite a a job um and i guess we'll have to be looking at what's going on in texas and your close races go ahead man yeah, they. I mean, if they don't, if we don't understand our election procedures, the, those procedures shouldn't be in place, and it shouldn't require a computer, a degree in computer sciences to be able to understand how to cast a ballot. Our our elections should be simple enough that we can explain to our children how we cast a ballot, and our laws in Texas are great. They're really strong. They did a really good job writing them in the first place. They have to go out of their way to find a way to violate them. So actually, voting out of precinct was illegal. Because all of Chapter 66 outlines how all of our um, returns have to be voted, they have to be cast, counted, tabulated, and stored by precinct. So they had to pass another law that says, well, you can opt out of that. <laughs> you can opt into the countywide polling place program. So they have to they'd go out of their way. And it, let me tell you, it's not easy to pass to get laws drafted and passed. But they managed. So this is what's happening. They're going out of their way to, to, to ruin our elections and we have to get everybody. They're doing it slightly different ways because every law has, every state has different laws. Uh, you know, so you have to get in there. You have to read your state constitution's elections clause. You need, and that's because they're, they're pretty good. Most of them are pretty good. None of them are as good as Texas. Feel free to copy <laughs> and paste. Okay. <laughs> a model um, for the nation. <clears throat> are you getting yeah, rid of our- the machines in Texas, Aubrey? Like, I mean, Nevada's talking about, uh, pardon me, Arizona's talking about getting rid of them, and Katie Hobbs vetoed that. So now that apparently the legislature has, you know, the authority to 
to go ahead and actually uh, outlaw any use of voting machines and go back to paper ballots. And of course, as you said, there'll still be fraud when it comes to paper ballots, but we can't even get the whole signature verification thing, you know, down pat. Like, it's just so obvious. The judges are the problem here. They're the ones that don't seem to be, uh, don't have the courage. I don't know if they're worried about getting assassinated or whatever for making bad rulings that are going to affect you know, the cartels in, in Arizona, there's some such bigger stuff happening with the elections. Everyone's like, DJ Vector, why are you involved in this election stuff, especially in the US? Because I understand that the cartels and the problem, it's a global problem. We're all being affected by this and the invasion on the southern border. If we don't fix the election, we can't fix anything else, ladies and gents. It's in that order. The election, the southern border, the energy problem, the ideological subversion of our children, um, it all stems with having fair elections and basically they've made it so complicated and they, they use the term modernization of elections. You know, that's just a code for, uh, you know, uh, like they it's need a, a way to for, steal. It's a code for, yes, it, it's a code for federal, the federalization of our elections. They, they yeah. say modernize, but the, what they mean is to take it out of the hands uh, of the local of the states out of the hands of, of the county uh they mean to push their agenda n- no matter how no matter how they um how they can they, they just they're, they'll get it hap- they'll make it happen one way or another so we have to be there to counter them because as long as we're watching football and drinking beer they're doing whatever the hell they want and we're going to be like wait why do we have to put masks on again it's because uh, yes exactly you know, thank you so much it's lovely to meet the you king said sure. so yeah, well, I never wore a mask and I didn't get vaccinated and I'm not listening to them because I know the science. I don't need Dr. Fauci to tell me to get my booster. Um, and I'm tired of people just telling me what to do, who ended up being wrong in the first place. So going back to your point, I hate saying I told you so. I've realized lately that that does not help because everybody realizes that we were right all of this time and they gave the sense yeah, they of know. shit. So I'm not too <laughs> happy know. about that being treated like I, I'm a Muppet and now I'm in the right and they don't say anything at all. Not like, oh, gee, man, you were, you know, that, that whole Epstein thing. I mean, who knew? And it's like, <laughs> what well, fucking told you, man? Like, what do you want from us? Okay, like, <laughs> fine. Even my family, I'm over it. So I've now, I've, I, you can't, listen, you can bring a horse to water, but you can't make it drink. You can't force people to believe something. They have to come to the conclusions on their own, which is the whole point of Q doing everything the way that he did it. Uh, yes. And I think that that was genius. I don't care if it was a sigh up and all the rest of it. Great, because it woke me up. So I, well, I, I, mean, know, um, I think it's, I think it's, it's inarguable. I mean, it, it was a sigh up, but I mean, people need to recognize that, uh, a psychological operation is not by its very nature necessarily negative and it depends on what aspect of that operation was directed at what community i mean there were you know messages in those posts that were for specific users at specific times there was also the aspect of the psychological impact on the deep state itself and the democrats and the mainstream media i mean it was wide ranging so yeah i mean people get so touchy about that but I mean, it was, you know, get used to it. <laughs> it I wouldn't was, have been able to learn about your country and what was happening globally, geostrategically, and now all the plays and how all this fits together without the Q movement having woken me up. Because I was looking at all that Pizzagate stuff and, you know, everyone yeah. was sort of all over the place. That just made us unified. And now we've been able to show other people and just the extent of how the movement, the truth of movement is starting to gain steam now. Like we're just becoming unstoppable, you know, like we get things done instantly within 24 hours the information's out there being disseminated or you know bs is being debunked because the globalists are constantly putting out their propaganda to control the narrative whether it be about january 6 or or just endless you know like uh, yeah. it hurts my head and i feel sorry for everyday people who have obviously have no idea what's going on and i can't have these sorts of conversations with 
the general public, Joe Blow, you know, just completely goes over their head and their eyes glaze over. And I think to myself, we've got so much work to do when we don't have much time. I don't really know. Man, um, I, th- I think, Vector, by the time 2024 gets here, uh, <laughs> the, the amount of awakening that's going to have happened in America is going to be just staggering in comparison to what we see now. You know, people are going to be forced to kind of take an honest look at what is happening to America, because I mean, Every single day, it just keeps getting worse and worse and worse. And and it are will we going to wreck the country, bro? Before this happens, like literally, well, the I, I don't know, ten dollars gas prices and terrorists coming mm-hmm. over the border with all this ammonium nitrate, with yeah. t- a whole tiny nine elevens. I don't know what's going on, man. With with all of these people being housed in military uh, camps, there's all the military age men coming over the border, get straight over, sent on white buses into these these military camps. Are they st- are they planning some shit? Like are they? You know, I keep your guns handy, uh, ladies and gents. Oh, that's good advice. And yes, I think they are. I mean, and unfortunately, I think, yeah, and honestly, I mean, the America that we grew up in is already wrecked. It's already a very different place. And from now until November 2024, a lot more can happen. And, you know, I mean, you, you, in, in the first couple of days of Title 42 ending, we had terrorists here. We had people with bombs. Uh, we've had hundreds of thousands of military age men coming across the border. I mean, just think how many more there's going to be by then. I said I had this uh, really interesting clip that I uh, wanted uh, Adel to play on Taking It Back yesterday, but we never got to it. Uh, someone went to some border city in Texas. It might even be El Paso. I don't know. They were interviewing illegals that had come across the border because obviously nobody's stopping them. Uh, there were people from Mexico. There were people from Venezuela. There were people from Panama. I mean, it was all over Latin America. And they were talking to this guy from Mexico. And he was like, you know, why did you come here? Well, we came here to make a better life for ourselves. He was like, we love what America has to offer. But, you know, he was like, F the American people. Like, you know, I mean, just like total disrespect. Uh, you know, th- that's exactly how they feel. This guy's attitude was not existing in a bubble. It, w- it was not isolated. These people believe that America is full of, uh, you know, horrific minded racists and they need to be subjugated. They need to come here. They need to take over our country. And, uh, you know, I I don't want that. I mean, I could care less that they're from Latin America or if they're from China or if they're from somewhere in Eastern Europe. If you come across the border illegally and you want to F around and find out, you're going to F around and find out. Uh, so we all need to be ready. We need to be prepared and, and willing to do what it takes to take care of yourself and your family and keep everybody safe. Perfect. Yeah. Thank you. Zach. Yeah. I really appreciate it. Uh, go yeah. ahead, ma'am. I just wanted to say uh, thank you so much for doing what you're doing. And uh, I hope uh, I can contribute in any way to to this whole election thing because it's becoming a, a literally a hobby an obsession i'm working on this every day of the week as of like the last couple of weeks last week so um yeah you know about, I, you know about how to pull the hash values from the machines with it for the for the different programs no you'll, you'll, you, you'll need you'll need those so the programs so right there's hardware and there's software for these election uh computerized systems um the softwares have an associated hash value, and uh, yep. this is a, a code you can pull from any software program, and it and it will um, it will reflect the the current. Pro- it's a it's like a line of like um, characters, like letters and numbers, yep. and it will say, okay, well here's the hash code for this program. The slightest change to that program will generate a completely different hash code if you try to pull it. Um, a, a good place I would recommend that you look is for all of the um, 
versions of the software that they're on. So I, so I'm in Tarrant. We use heart inner civic verity voting. That's the, uh, controllers, the ballot marking devices and the scanners. And then there are a couple other items like the transmit, which has a modem in it. And so, but, um, they recently, like one of the last elections last year, they came in and updated the software. So it's on 2.5.2, but only the scanners, only the heart scanners, all the BMDs and the controllers, Everything else was still on 2.5.1. 2.5.2, with so Heart Verity 2.5.2 is the current software that the scanners are on. That still has not been added to the Secretary of State's list of um, certified programs. So that's illegal straight up. Well, they say that it's been certified, but it's not been added to the website yet. So I have to dig real deep to find that, and I'm, I'm just too busy. So um, so the EAC will have certified it initially and will have a hash value associated with that program. And any change to that program will change, will change the hash value completely. So it won't match. Where do all. I get this? What website? Where, where does it live? Is there a link I can follow? Is it on your website somewhere I can go and dig it up? No, cause you'll have to file a, a pub, an open records request for the information. You, I would, I will, I would send the email to your, to the County elections office. I would send the email to the secretary of state for whatever state you're looking into. And I would request the secretary of state to provide you with what they gave what that what they received from the EAC as far as certification, because they have to have the EAC certification. And then what you need to do is you need to go into your elections office with some kind of computer nerd and you need to tell them, I want to watch you pull the hash value off of that machine right there. Pull it and it, it better match. Mm-hmm. It better match the EAC, it better match what the SOS just gave me. The and if it doesn't, okay, then they need they need to know. The SOS needs to know which version is on these machines. That all needs to be approved and that needs to go through the SOS. So they 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 shouldn't match. Also, <clears throat> so so they're updating some of the programs, right? But not on all the machines, only on some of them. And uh with heart and it's i know it's the same with esns i I believe it's the same they have a thumb drive that they call a key and that's the program so they can put that thumb drive into the ballot marking device the controller the scanner and they that that key has the what's called the election build on it so the build is all of the candidates and all of the races and the and everything that needs to be on that ballot for the election okay but that's there's also software on that key okay so when you're looking to see how how are they potentially getting this information in there, check to see when they've updated these systems. If they've updated them after the last public machine test, right before the election, that's a problem. Um, the, the investigate those keys because they'll go in and just plug that in. I've watched them just go and plug that in and change the entire election. Um, they can also change the time and date on the machines manually. The machines are not tied to an external server to be able to keep time. Machines have no idea what time or what day it is. You can just change it. I've watched them do that too. I have it on. I have it on video. Um, so they can kind of basically retrodate whatever action they want on those machines. And there's it, no record of that in the logs. Like that can't be tracked. There should be. There should be a record of it in the logs. But but it's very difficult to get the logs. We're having to. We're we're finding that we have to take them to court to get the logs until wow. the legislature clarifies the law, which we're working on too. Uh, we have to take them to court. We we need a favorable ruling from a judge. Who's paying for this, Aubrey? How 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 are you doing this? Some people have their own money. I'm not one of those people. <laughs> no, I'm smart, but I'm broke. Yes. Uh, so, of course. but I, you know, I don't give up either. Um, 
And, yeah, they uh, won't they won't pay me to do it yet. So so anyway, so so look into the hash values. You need to learn all about the hash values, and you need to uh, look into the the keys where, that they're putting the programs on. Okay, so just I want to give you those two clues when you're looking into the manipulation of the data of the electronic data, how they might be able to do stuff like that. You'll want to add that information in to your analysis of that. I think that will might help, might not, but it might help. Okay, thank you. Uh, it's lovely to meet you. I really appreciate being on for so long, and uh, I'll continue doing what I'm doing. Thank you so much, Zach. Uh, All right, you're a legend, brother, and thank I, you. I love you. So thank you so much. I'll talk to you soon. Appreciate it. Take it easy. Bye-bye. All right, we don't have any other callers. I can't believe nobody else is calling in. We do have a couple of questions over here on the Foxhole, though. Uh, thank you to EO2Dave, who says, Godspeed, Red Pill. And also, either you have a ghost or one of your kids popped their head in uh, to check and see what you were doing. I, I don't know. but um, mm, port- um, yeah, It could go either way. <laughs> it was over in the, the doorway uh, to your back left behind you, up the stairs. Um no, the other way. There's no other doorway si- there. <laughs> no, the There's other no side. <laughs> Isn't that? Oh wait, maybe you're be- maybe you're reversed on the on the screen. That hand you have up with the bad thumb. Yes, back there, back there. <clears throat> That's a solid wall, buddy. No, <laughs> no way, no kidding. way. <laughs> uh, th- thank you to Porpoiseful for dropping that cookie. Sean Joe as well. Average Joe Patriot says. She is wicked smart. Great stuff. Local action equals national impact. Future so bright, you got to wear shades. Thank you very much, brother. Sean Joe says, Zach, ask Aubrey, is Hyder the guy who ran elections in the Philippines for Dominion? Because I know that there were some major problems with uh, elections in the Philippines, and Dominion was to blame for that. No, but it was Smartmatic. <laughs> yes, yes. So... Excuse me. I'm sorry if I'm crunching into the microphone. I'm eating. Um, for I'm eating my Ferrero Rochers, and it's bad timing. I should have waited. But those are great. I love them. <laughs> They're really good. I, I, um, I don't think I could have them in front of me and not eat them either. So no, I've got a box over here. You're forgiven. Um, I've had two throughout the broadcast. I'm sorry. If you hear crunching, it's Ferrero Rocher. Sponsor right me, please. Um, so Hyder worked for a company in Ven- from Venezuela called Smartmatic, and um, he designed their their system, their computerized voting system. Their software is his design. Like, he didn't just work for them. He designed it, mm-hmm. and he sold it to several other countries, the Philippines being one of them. So he sold the Smartmatic system to the Philippines. And, yes, he was the one that was drugged before a committee in the Filipino legislature, yeah. uh, cussed, cussed out and told um, that pretty much like they – Pretty much, he rendered their elections unable to be audited. They don't know if if the, any of these votes came in in a, in a lawful time, and it's related to the fact that the machines are not tied to an external server, so and the times and dates can be changed. That's why the that representative cussed him out and said, "You son of a bitch, mm-hmm. you're telling me, you're telling me that these votes could have been put in at ten in the evening and no one would ever know." Yep. Wow. He's got to be he's got to be extremely wealthy. I mean, I I don't uh, it, it seems like he wouldn't need to keep working. Well, I mean, yeah, selling I selling that type of technology. I mean, that's, there's a lot of money in that. It's just yeah, kind of interesting. Yeah. yeah, you know, um I mean, the elections position pays well here. Tarrant County is rich. So, okay. yeah, they pay well. I mean, he's probably making a decent amount just just working here. I think his wife <laughs> makes good money. She always she's always well dressed, so hmm. but Sometimes he wears these fleece vests that I thought died out in like 1998, but I don't know where he finds them. Um, <laughs> do you mean do you mean like the Patagonia ones? <laughs> yeah, yeah. Sleeveless, sleeveless. Yes, I, yeah, I know, I know. Fleece. Texas, Texas is, uh, is is hot too. I wouldn't expect to see one of those down there. 
Um, it's very strange. It's very yeah. strange. But uh, <laughs> uh, I don't mean to make fun of his fashion, though. <laughs> D- well, he'll probably never see this. So uh, D- stop wearing them. They're they're out. They've been out. Uh, D Patriot uh, 1776 says, what is High C's opinion on the Paxton impeachment? Yeah, I mean, when, what you were describing uh, made the impeachment, uh, uh, you know, a lot more understandable. It, I, I felt at the time that they were just trying to get rid of him because he was doing good stuff. So, yeah, what do you think? Well, they're trying to impeach him. They're trying to impeach him right now. They're going to vote tomorrow at 1 p.m. Apparently. Uh, oh, wow. It's ongoing. I didn't even yep. know that. Yeah, they're trying to do it right now. Call your representatives. You can go to takingbacktexas.org. Um, click on the, the the three the menu tab. Click on Im- important links. Scroll down to who represents me. Click that. Click that shit. You better click that shit. All right. And then put in your info, well, your address. And you don't have to put in your personal info if you don't want to. But you put in your address, and it'll pull up all of the different representatives. All right. Mm-hmm. Um, your representative works for you. If you have a representative in your area, which you do, <laughs> your representative in your area, don't tell them whether you voted for them or not. Just call them and let them assume that you did. They work for you. So you go to call them and be like, you better not. That's my opinion on the uh, Paxton impeachment. They better not. Better, better not. <laughs> All right. So I, 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 I can, wanna... Everybody who goes to impeach Paxton can consider their assets primary. You're okay. done. Right on. Well, good, good. I'm glad to hear it. Um, so I wanted to talk about this important links pages anyway, so I'm glad that you brought it up because you have a, a lot of great resources in here. So uh, let's go through it. Uh, Convention Thank of you. States. Uh, obviously, we've uh, we've had uh, people from Convention of States on the on the show before. Uh, yeah. Just take us through this list here. OK, I forget what's on it. Let me go pull it up. Oh, yeah, so, go ahead. Know, the Convention of States is a little some people uh, don't like it. Some yeah, it's do. like love or hate um, it. Love or hate it. Yeah. Now, uh, I just want to remind everybody, Convention of States is Article 5 of what? The U.S. Constitution. Mm-hmm. All right. This is not a globalist uh, concept. OK, this is a this is a fail safe. And this is not you know, this is a last last resort type of thing. And that's how it's structured in all of these states. It's a last resort. Mm-hmm. Everyone's worried about a runaway, a runaway convention. And the best part is whenever John Birch Society people talk about having a runaway convention, and that's why we can't support convention of states, having that debate with me while we're at the state convention, <laughs> a, a convention. I'm like, do, do you know where we're at? Do you know where you are right now? <laughs> All right. Because mm, we're doing that whole thing, the convention. Why? What, what's to stop us from having a runaway convention right here and right now? Oh, mm-hmm. reason? Oh, it doesn't just all fall apart, but I understand people's concern. I try to talk convention of states. This is just to get information on that in case you want to, un- in case you want to understand more. If you do not like convention of states at all, totally fine. Some of my favorite people locally are John Birch society people and uh, do not like convention of states, but they're very smart and they're good patriots too. It's okay. Whatever side you're of that you're on, not super important right now, but it's there in case you want to learn about it. You can form your opinion based on, on what you see. Am I registered right here? This is something uh, that you'll click on. Oh, you're not seeing my screen. But anyways, oh, no, no, no. I've got it. I've got it up there for the audience to see. OK, so here, am I registered right here? So this will you just type in your address and it's going to show you if you're registered. It's going to tell you your precinct you're supposed to be voting in, though it doesn't really matter anymore since they're abandoning the rule of law entirely. Um, and it will tell you your um Voting location where you're supposed to vote, but they probably have changed that. And it'll give you your voter ID number. One of two. Um, it usually won't give you both, but it's important that you guys understand there are there tend to be two voter ID numbers. One at the county level, one at the state level, uh, which needs that shit needs to be cleaned up. That's stupid. 
who represents me? This will show you all of your representatives, your Senate district, House district, congressional district. And y'all understand congressional districts are who we send to D.C. Mm -hmm. And um, Senate districts are in the state Senate and mm-hmm. House districts are in the state house. Yeah. Right. And then we've got our two senators. Um, so who represents me? You can just click on that and that'll tell you all that. Find your county election administrator. This is my favorite thing, because anytime I see something that's a front, that's a kind of messed up from a county that I think um, I could I could use information about. I'll just click, go here and I just call the county's election administrator. That's what I do. I just call them They're like, hi. You know, and some of them know who I am, like Chris Davis from Williamson County. He knows who I am. He yeah, he knows. He recognizes my voice. He's like, oh, you're Terry County, Aubrey. And I said, yes, yes. He said, your reputation precedes you, ma'am. I said, oh, yes, thank you. <laughs> that's great. You know, but yeah, so that's in, in case you want to call and ask questions, OK, because some of this stuff you need to ask questions about. It's it's not like this is dense shit. It's not like easy shit to get through. All right. Then we have our national constitution. I just say, I'll put it here in case our reps want to actually read it one day. <laughs> I put that there as the caption. They feel free. They can feel free. And then I put the Texas constitution. The only caption I need for the Texas constitution is solid gold. It is good. <laughs> our constitution is awesome. It's badass. And here's a certification. You have to take, you have to take the certification. Now the rhinos in the, in tech in the Texas house passed the stupid bill that requires poll watchers to get certified. Um, it does not require our election clerks to take any training at all to handle our election records. But if we want to watch them handling our election records, we have to be certified. Wow. Now. Now. Yeah. So that's what happens when when you let your uh, rhinos write laws and try to campaign on election integrity. They fuck you over. OK. Um, they will use your own platform to screw you over, and make it harder for you. All right. Here's your call. Your uh, state senators today. This is a list of all your state um, your your state Senate. Uh, representatives and then call your uh, Texas state house reps. Today's a list of all of your um, state house representatives. So these are just, you know, in case you want to get involved, call people and ask questions. These people work for us. Okay. Like, I mean, you literally pay, if you elected them, they're from your area, you, you pay their salary and all of their staff salary too. So don't let one person in that office sass you, you put them in their place. All right. And if they do sass you, let them, let them know you're going to have to, unfortunately, you're going to have to report that back to your local executive committee that they're hiring people that are just that don't give a damn about their constituents. But I'm going to tell you right now, if you call in and they suspect that you're, you didn't, you're not their constituent, they're going to ask you, they'll be like, well, which, which house district are you in? Right. So make sure, make sure definitely that you can call any of them and I'll do that. I'll just call all of them. <laughs> and I'll be like, you work for me. And then they try to be like, what's your address? And I'm like, you don't need that. <laughs> Get off the phone. But <laughs> you call them in, <laughs> they're your representative. The minute that you can tell them your actual address and say, I literally live in your in your area, they will not argue with you. They will not. They're um, unless they're real dumb. But for the most part, they're going to fall in line the minute that you mention that. So call your reps. Talk to them about about the uh, Paxson impeachment. They better not. Dade Phelan was this close from being censured. OK, Dade Phelan's fucking up. All right. So if Dade Phelan wants to, wants to play games because Paxton called him out for being drunk on the house floor which is what it looked like oh. he was either dr- drunk or having a stroke i saw or- that I, I reported on that i couldn't even believe it yeah uh, now i try to give him the benefit of the doubt because i've been watching because we we literally wrote bills and then the legislature f- took our took stuff that i wrote and filed it into legislation so we've been watching right i 
try to give him the benefit of the doubt because that guy's been talking like an auctioneer for s- multiple hours a day, s- five days a week for a couple of months now. So I thought, well, okay, maybe he was tired because I've been up late reading Harry Potter to my daughter, trying to get her to go to sleep, and I start slurring my words and my eyes are crossing and everything. So I'm like, all right. I thought maybe he was just tired, you know, and that's literally what I said to somebody who sent that to me. I was like, I don't know that he's drunk. I mean, but there were other reports of people taking shots on the house floor from other people. Like I heard it from multiple sources mm-hmm. um, who were there, who were at he, the Capitol, even some he, of the he, sources. They were saying- he, he was totally hammered. I, I mean, I, I'm a recovering alcoholic. I mean, it seemed pretty obvious, you know, that he had been wasted. But I mean, I guess I'm yeah. just I, I was, you know, I mean. You, you kind of hear about that madmen like uh, atmosphere, you know, in the halls of government. You know, I mean, like everybody's got a bottle of whiskey in their office or maybe some vodka. But I mean, yeah. he was he yeah. was trashed. I mean, like they must have been they, they must have been lining them up on the uh, on the podium there. Kind of crazy. <laughs> you know, and I'm not here to attack the Irish, but um, <laughs> come on, man. Come on. Like he already he was already this close because he because he likes to appoint Democrat chairs when we have the majority. He likes to yeah. appoint Democrat chairs to committees when we have the majority. Um, he thinks that's funny. Yeah. And we, we literally ran Tony Tinderholt against him as a speaker because of that, because Dade Phelan would not uh, back down on on agreeing to appoint more Republican committee chairs. Mm hmm. So we ran somebody against him, and you know he still won because he plays both sides of the coin. So he sure as hell got Democrat support too. Um, we, you know, and then and then he does this, and then he gets drunk on the floor, acts a damn fool, and 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 then when he gets embarrassed, he wants to impeach what, Paxton. So is it, I mean, is he the reason that Paxton is up for impeachment? I mean, did. Well, did because, I mean, I, I know that Paxton specifically asked him to resign. I mean, I don't know what the, the order of operations is here. Was the impeachment in process, like when Phelan was asked to step down, or did Phelan ask it to get stepped down, and then and then he started the impeachment process? So um, it's not like a brand-new issue that they're trying to impeach him over. It's been something that, that they've been trying to put the fuck on him on this issue for a while. Um, but I do think they had the, – it's a, it's a, a, a bullet that they had – loaded in the chamber just waiting okay and okay. so as soon as he embarrassed them they were like that's it fire and so that's what they're doing right now so all so, your reps so, and tell him better not you better fucking so, not vote for that so did did phelan try to give any like rationale for his behavior i mean was there like a, a party early in the day i mean were they celebrating somebody's retirement uh, i mean or was he truly having a medical issue <laughs> Um, you know what? I don't know. I haven't looked for a Dade, Dade Phelan's explanation because like, I don't care. Dade Phelan on thin fucking ice, buddy. That's why I like, I kind of don't care. Like at this point, it's like when someone's just done so much at a certain point and they're like, no, I can explain this one. I don't care. Like, I don't care. You had a stroke. Go to step down, dude. If you're having a stroke, step down. If you can't figure out how to how to win the majority and then act like you won the majority, step down. That's absolutely ridiculous. And then you're going to try to turn around and impeach the attorney general while you're in session what are you even doing like you yeah. have we have serious stuff that we need passed serious stuff we got we got a fucking open border over here and he wants to impeach ken paxton because he got because he got embarrassed and because the establishment's been trying to put the fuck on ken paxton for a while because of this issue it doesn't have anything to do with the with the 2020 election or anything like that some okay. other sh- it's this yeah. other shit and it's, it's you know that he was he was he had a lawsuit over it's kind of a big deal for paxton um yeah it was, but 
Um, I don't think that it turned out. I think it turned out in his favor in the long run anyway. So this is it's it's kind of like what they do to Trump, trying to impeach Trump over something that's like turns right. out to be like a non-issue. It's a know? nothing burger. Yeah, totally. Yeah. Totally. Yeah. All I right. mean, well, it almost was something, but it, but it, it really it wasn't. So call your reps. Do not impeach Ken Paxton. He's like the only one up there that knows what's going on <laughs> or, yeah, that, I mean, or, that I, will, I, or that will admit it. Everything that I've seen from Ken Paxton, he appears to be totally based, and and I feel like he's on our side. So I mean, I, I've got no reason to uh, to believe that he should be impeached or that uh, that anything that's happening has anything to do with other than the fact that he's done a good job, and so therefore they want to get rid of him. All right, yeah, well, listen, every, everybody has like deep state ties at a certain level, guys. Sure, so yeah. it's fine. Like sometimes that's how it is. JFK had a lot of deep state ties too. Okay, so I'm just. Saying. I mean, he wouldn't have gotten elected if it wasn't for the mob. You know, I mean, you made an important point earlier about playing politics, and I've really tried to drive that home for the audience too. You know, I mean, I I certainly wasn't happy with uh, MTG when she supported Kevin McCarthy, but I feel like the way that it happened, they were able to kind of get him roped in and tell him that you know you're going to have to play ball to a certain degree if we're going to support you. You know, I mean, what they did, you know, not allowing him to be elected. What was it, fifteen times? or something like that we were up until like 2 a.m here watching it uh, live it was pretty awesome um you know but i mean you know now mtg she's got uh you know chair appointments i mean she's running things she actually gets to participate in the process i mean it's a win for the people of georgia it's a win for america and you know you got to play politics unfortunately that's the way that it is don't get involved in politics if you don't want to debase yourself at a certain level because it's going to happen it's a dirty game, yeah, yeah. but y- you can't win if you don't play. Yep, exactly. All right, well, listen, we are at the end of the program. I want to say it's been a, a, a great conversation, Aubrey. I really appreciate everything you're doing and everything that Taking Back Texas is up to. Hopefully, there's at least one person out there who's going to see what you've done. Go clone your website and make the exact same thing for their own state because this is a lot of great resources, and you, you've really put a, a wonderful thing together. Uh, at the end of the show, I always like to uh, ask my guest to give their final thoughts to the audience. What do you really want the people who are watching tonight to take away from this conversation um i i guess uh it's an important point actually that that you or maybe vector made earlier about um about choosing you know to do stuff you can choose like i always tell my daughter you know people can choose to be american Mm -hmm. you can choose america that's the cool thing about about america um there's a legal process to do it. If you're, if you're born here, obviously it's, you're born an American, but you can choose to come here and you can choose to prioritize the constitution. You can choose to appreciate that. And you can choose this lifestyle. And this is the path that I've chosen. And sometimes it's difficult. Um, but this is the, the recourse that our founding fathers laid out for us. This is how you do it. And we do, we document everything that we're doing just to show people how to get it done. But the best way for you to get involved is to just go and start getting involved. And um, it's kind of scary. So that's why it's important to just be polite. You can really, you know, feel things out if you're polite with people and they'll accept you faster. Um, it's important that you choose to do the right thing because what we know about about you know free will is god gave us the right to to choose he could oh, don't y'all think that god could have made it to where we had no choice and sure. we follow his every command where his little like claymation puppets and mm-hmm. we you know why like, he could have done that why didn't he why didn't he maybe he wanted us to choose him and maybe mm-hmm. we he wants us to choose to do good and to do the right thing and to take responsibility. Um, so those are choices that, that you make. And so, um, just be more mindful of the choices you make. I'm not perfect. I mess up sometimes too. I, I get mad and, and I'm 
rude to people sometimes and I have to go and apologize about stuff. I feel overwhelmed. And that's all natural. The founding fathers had all the same issues. They had all this, all, a lot of the same infighting as well. They just didn't, weren't doing it over telegram. Mm. Um, <laughs> you know, but read the, you know, read the federalist papers. I mean, y'all are going to love that. If you haven't read them already, it's wonderful. Um, and that's why I gave that to Hyder. I thought, you know, just in case you wanted to, wanted to refresh her on, you know, kind of how this country is supposed to work um, <clears throat> because they discuss it in detail. The, the philosophy and everything <clears throat> you need the constitutional philosophy behind you to understand why we're doing what we're doing and uh in which path to proceed forward some of this is relatively it's uncharted waters uh, and we're going to need to we're going to need to chart them out this is our duty we need to build a system of maintenance that, that like that we can relay to the next generation just hand it over to them and say hey you know here, here you go this is how we we do it if you have a better way, okay, but, you know, try to remember the Constitution and remember the meaning of that. And um, <clears throat> and I think the, the future is bright for kids. So <clears throat> the, what we need to do is show them that how to choose to do the right thing. And it's not always easy, but neither is choosing to do the wrong thing. Neither is choosing to stay silent. Mm-hmm. And like that Rush song, if you choose not to make a choice, that's a choice, okay? Yep. No, no pressure, but it's all on you. So <laughs> that's right. help us choose. <laughs> Help us choose to do this. Go to the Ballotpedia. Just Google Ballotpedia, the administrative state, and educate yourself on the administrative state. It is a rabbit hole that you will go easily jump down into, and there's five different pillars, and you can find examples of all of those five pillars. Get yourself comfortable with it. Start teaching your 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 children that the administrative state is what is running our country. This is the deep state. This is the shadow government, and it exists in in opposition, in contrast to a representative republic, okay? The constitutional philosophy will help drive that home. Um, choose to be an American. Read the Constitution. It's not that long, and it's really good, actually. The Constitution is really good, and your kids will understand it, too. So just read that, like, you, kind of similarly to how you read the Bible. It's really important philosophy. They need that. That will help them know which decision is right. If you, It's discernment. You teach your kids to read the Constitution, and they understand the concepts. They understand all five protections in the First Amendment. They understand why each article is in there, okay? And it, it takes time sometimes for some of those lessons to sink in. The Founding Fathers were not basic men. Um, they, were, they were extraordinary men. So it's going to take time for the concepts to sink in, but they are, they are universal. They are simple. And because of that, they're more, they're more perfect. So if you want your kids to be able to, to make the, the right choices, make sure that they have all, everything that they need, all of the information that they need. You don't need to overwhelm them with stuff. Start them slow. The philosophy is the most important with the kids, okay? As far as the leftists, we need you meme smiths. We, meet, we need you back, and we need memes based on the administrative state. Okay, and so the, it, however y'all want to work that out, I'm trying to find out how to figure how to work TikTok so I can uh, take some enemy territory back. But <laughs> and right. Instagram too. So help share this stuff out on all those platforms, even the ones that are not Patriot owned. Just just start taking taking ground back. If they delete your accounts, fine. Just make another one. Just trick them. Use different devices. They're not. I mean, they're 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 good, but they're not. Um, they're still leftists, you know. Yeah. What I'm <laughs> All right. Uh, thank you uh, to uh, Porpoiseful for the final gold pills over there on the Foxhole, and then TZ Burton for joining as a monthly subscriber and saying, "Don't mess with Texas." I really appreciate it. Appreciate you, Aubrey. Hopefully, we'll stay in touch, and you can uh, fill me in on what you're doing there in the future. You guys, I'll be back tomorrow night at 9 p.m. with Michelle, who is also known as Michigan Muckraker, and uh, we're going to be talking about that battery factory up there in Michigan. So, until tomorrow night, good luck. God bless. We'll. See you later.
When it comes to stubborn belly fat, we're all searching for a miracle pill. Generally, you have to use multiple products that target belly fat differently to manage excess weight around the stomach. Some products may focus on abdominal exercises or dietary changes, while others might focus on boosting metabolism or controlling cravings. But believe it or not, I may have found a solution that removes the need for juggling through multiple weight management products. It's called Belly Trim, and it's more effective at targeting belly fat, enhancing metabolism, and promoting a toned midsection better than most weight management products I've seen typically found on store shelves. Tens of thousands of five-star reviews back up the notion that Belly Trim is not only a breakthrough in a bottle, but that it also removes the need for us to use countless diet pills and fat-burning supplements. But there's more. If you place your order for Belly Trim now, you'll also receive 51% off free VIP live health and fitness coaching for life, two free new e-books titled Top 10 Foods That Burn Belly Fat, and Top 10 Exercises to Reduce Belly Fat, a 60-day satisfaction guarantee, and last but not least, free shipping. Simply go to www.trimwithus.com. That's www.trimwithus.com to take advantage of this limited-time deal before they sell out. Once again, that's www.trimwithus.com. Order now. Energy bills are rising at a historic rate, and there's no end in sight. Talk to enough people, and you'll soon realize nearly everyone's shocked at their recent electricity bills. Some studies reveal energy costs have skyrocketed by as high as 60% in as little as two years. That's why tens of thousands are installing this magical little device from SavePowerBills.com to help slash their energy bills. This sophisticated gadget stabilizes electrical currents, reduces dirty electricity, and helps protect your appliances and electronics. Simply plug it into your home wall outlet to help lower energy consumption and ultimately help reduce your power bills every month. Countless five-star reviews back up the notion that this device is one of the most efficient ways to save money while beating the greedy power companies. But there's more. If you order now, you'll also receive 65% off, fast shipping within the USA, hassle-free returns, and last but not least, a 60-day satisfaction guarantee. Just go to SavePowerBills.com to take advantage of this limited-time deal before they sell out. Once again, that's SavePowerBills.com. Violent crime across the U.S. has skyrocketed. Just recently, a politician was carjacked by three armed attackers outside his home in Washington, D.C. This comes several months after another politician was assaulted in the elevator of her building. Between mass shootings, kidnappings, burglaries, and carjackings, it's never been more vital to learn how to protect yourself. This is why tens of thousands are choosing the Fighter Flare Flashlight. The Fighter Flare Flashlight has awed people with a wonderful design and massive light output. On top of an ultra-bright 800-lumen light, it boasts powerful strobe lighting modes for self-defense, a glass-breaking hammer, a built-in power bank, solar-powered recharging, rope cutter, siren, and much more. Countless five-star reviews back up the notion that this flashlight is the latest and greatest in the EDC market. But there's more. If you place your order for the Fighter Flare Flashlight now, you'll also receive 66% off, free express shipping, and last but not least, a 100% lifetime guaranteed replacement. Simply go to www.fighterflare.com to take advantage of this limited-time deal before they sell out. www.fighterflare.com. Order now.